It is Tuesday, November the 8th, 2016. It's time for the end of the world. It's Flyover Politics. I'm Adam Martin. Hi, everybody. And uh, I'm not by myself. I'm joined by Sean. Sean, say hello. Hey, gang. What's and, happening? Uh, we're on Facebook. This is this is new. This the is different. Facebooks. We uh, we tried uh, Blab a couple years, well, a couple years, about a year ago. And... Uh, was that a year ago? That was about a year ago. Yeah, we had oh we had one year, and we maybe we should talk about what we haven't done a podcast in a while. That yeah. might be smart to do. Uh, the short story. Yeah, you yeah you talk you talk okay, amongst yourselves. So I'm gonna make sure our, our shit's all good. Yeah, you make the make the geekery go around. So I got super frustrated with just the whole bit. I felt like it was a little bit of it was predestined almost that we'd get just silliness happening, and. I felt like with everything going on, like everybody who was going on about Trump and Clinton, it wasn't about policy. It was all about just the shenanigans. And I felt like it was just, uh, if we were doing a podcast and I engaged with this at this level, it would just be fucking just podcast masturbation. Like that's all I had. Like I don't have anything better to say about it. I just didn't feel that we would have any, uh, I just felt gross about this whole thing it just wasn't it wasn't something that I wanted to engage in got called a quitter I did get called a quitter yeah how about you bring that mic in just a titch just to me yeah bring, bring it in, in. yeah like is not physically closer there we go perfect okay and okay. we're good yeah Ooh. now we're perfect oh don't let it fall yeah it fell it fell okay I'll switch to me I'll turn you down until you get your your shit situated over there <laughs> we're we're doing this we're we're practicing as we go here is that good? Okay. I think so. Okay. Go. Yep, you're good. good. Okay. So I felt like it would be a little bit of just uh, podcast masturbation. There was nothing to discuss in the... Maybe we could have gone and done podcasts about like all the shit we were missing. Um, Syria, the fact that Hillary and uh, uh, what's his name, Chuck Schumer in New York, are working on a bill right now that they'll probably try and smash through with Paul Ryan. Uh, to repatriate a fuckload of money. It's not finalized yet. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but basically, it was kind of like, it seems to me, like, on the surface, like a quid pro quo, like, hey, y'all, if you support me, I'll get you all your money back that you got stashed in Trinidad and Tobago. Like, it just, I don't know. I, and maybe we missed our mark. Uh, but I just, I just got tired of talking about the stupid thing that Donald Trump said that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, <clears throat> before we uh, we officially started the show, we were watching some of the uh, the results come in, and uh, it's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I'll I'll be honest with you, terrifyingly um, close. It's yeah, it's a lot closer. Um, and I don't know if that was just me being uh, optimistic of just saying ah well you know because I was reading a lot of stuff like oh it's going to be a blowout. She's gonna there is there was three potential paths for him. There's just no possible way. Uh, do we have the latest? Here, let me go to uh, the latest projections right now. Um, it what I'm showing on Google. One thirty six Trump, one hundred four Clinton. Is that what you got? One thirty seven Trump, one hundred four Clinton. Let me refresh. What I'm, what I'm showing on Google is uh, she is losing Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Missouri, Florida, Virginia, and Ohio. Yeah, I got these projections up on the screen, and they're telling you who's leading. And Trump is leading, like you said, Michigan. He's leading in Wisconsin, 
Uh, let's see where he's at. Minnesota, Clinton has a lead just barely. Iowa, Clinton has actually, Iowa closes in about 10 minutes and a, bu- a handful of other states close, I think, in 10 minutes. Or is it just Iowa uh, that closes? Iowa, Nevada, and New Mexico. Okay. So once a couple more of these come in, it's going to start to tighten up, I think, a little bit. At least that's the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be totally off base here. But we'll uh, see. I don't know, man. This is this was a little different than I thought it was going to be. I was thinking... Um, I don't understand, though, how this is st- a fucking thing. I don't understand how we're even talking about a, a Donald Trump presidency. I don't I don't get it how we're not sitting here drinking beers going, Haha, let's watch that fucking thing go blue. This will be really funny. That guy is pretending to run for president. Well, I recall, like, what, how many podcasts do we do? About five, six, maybe? Um, yeah, where maybe. he just kept... He just kept winning, and he was in debates, and he kept winning, and we I were remember, just like, eh, really? Like, I remember sitting here looking at the fucking TV going, ah, he won't get more than 30, and like a quarter second later, he's got like 45% of the vote in some stupid state. He does. But I, I but this is, this is what you get when you coronate, this is what you get when you coronate somebody. This is what you get when you tell the rest of the party, like, if you fucking run in 2016... We will destroy you and your career. And you only have Martin O'Malley, who isn't doing shit right now. That crazy guy with the funny hair. Not Bernie, the other guy. And <laughs> then Bernie. Bernie. No, uh, Martin O'Malley. And what was the other guy's name? It doesn't matter. He was a crazy fucker. He used to be a Republican. And so you had Bernie. And he was a socialist. He was seventy some, 78 years old, 72 years old. And he didn't even fucking believe he could win until like January, February. Do you remember when we were at the uh, Iowa caucus in January, almost a year ago, and we almost walked over to the Republican caucus side because we were both, I I was kind of thinking Ron Paul a little bit. Mm. Were you thinking Ron Paul? Or Yeah, we both were. And then we well, went. No, I was thinking Ron Paul in that I didn't think that Bernie had it. Like, I didn't think that Bernie had a serious shot at winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I was entertaining the idea of going to affect a race I could affect. There you go. Right? That's so, what we decided. But, like, if, if it was me, and be like, yeah, I'd vote for Bernie <laughs> in a heartbeat. And if I didn't think I could affect a Republican race, I wouldn't have even thought about it. But I remember we were, we were standing there, and there was this dude who was. Um, I guess he was part of Hillary's staff or part of her Iowa staff. And he was chastising everybody saying, like, how could you stand and cast a vote for Bernie? He's not actually a Democrat. And I remember I looked at you and I was like, well, that's kind of why we're casting a vote for Bernie Sanders. Because I want nothing to do with the Democrats right now. Um I don't want anything to do with either one of the parties. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't even really want to be associated with the party. But unfortunately, we had to register as a Democrat to take yeah. part to cast a vote for Bernie, which didn't even end up. I can't remember going if in our I favor. Re- I can't remember if I we- went and no, I did. When I moved, I redid my voter registration as an independent. Oh, so you're so an I'm independent. An, I'm an okay. independent again. I looked at uh, the registration thing and it said I'm still a Democrat, and it kind of I'm like, ugh, I don't want to. I don't want that D next to my name. I don't People either. Just man. judge you. That's what's sad about right now, is that if you were to go. To certain groups right now, on either one side or the other, and you were to say I'm a Republican, people automatically think that you're a racist and a bigot and a misogynist and they a jingle. Toss out those stupid words, just and it's easy, right? It's easy when your candidate behaves that way, or and you have those groups on your side. But then also, you're if you're a Democrat and you say I'm a Democrat, or if you say I'm a conservative or a liberal or a progressive, 
you you're automatically judged with a huge group of people and they don't like it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter the facts you bring to the table you're judged so if i say i'm a i'm a i'm a republican but i'm advocating for universal health care yeah fuck <clears throat> if you even listen to me after i say i'm a republican <laughs> fuck people like or or like they they go did you are you sure you meant republican yeah yeah, I meant Repu- like, yeah, I meant Republican. Yeah. Or if I say I'm a Democrat, but I like guns, are, are you are sure? You, are you sure that you mean? Rep- you sure you about mean, that? Are you sure you you said you're a Democrat? Are yeah. you sure? One, did you just assume my gender? Into <laughs> <Is> this gendered <laughs> libtard? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the kind of thing that really bothers me. Is that one? Well, first it's kind of funny, but two. You are automatically judged based on your party affiliation or your political leanings, as do your your uh, um, personality. Like your your worth as a human being to certain groups is is predetermined. Now. Don't you think that's why the left right stuff is just stupid in two, in twenty sixteen? Yeah. Like I was listening to Joe Rogan talk to uh, Dave Rubin about this on his podcast the day before the election. Mm. And they're both looking at, they go, the system in which exists now to cast a vote is so outdated compared to where uh, technology is now with the internet, how much faster information travels, how much more research you can do. They're, they're basically saying this, is, this, this system was created so long ago and it's outdated and it needs to be changed and restructured. And now we just have this stupid two-party system where, like you were saying, you you pick the the red team or the blue team, and it's just it's totally stupid. I'm it is insane. It. it is insane. I think you should do with party affiliations, and you should make everybody list out list out their thoughts. No, I don't. I think you should take away party affiliations on a ballot. Absolutely. And so I it would, would just say that. Hillary Clinton, Tim Kaine, Donald Trump, Mike Pence. Just, no D's, no R's. Vote. Just vote. And it would especially affect down ballot races because either you're Either you're voting for the person, and then, but like that, that has its own problems then because then it benefits incumbents and I it guess. would benefit like Kanye West. And I don't want Yeah, if Kanye is like, oh, I'm going to run for Senate. And it was, he says he was, he's going to run for president. Yeah. Well, fucking might as well. There's a goddamn circus going on already. Fucking might as well. Can't fuck it up anymore than these two have. Can you pop open but, this beer for me, please, sir? Yeah. Because I'm a man. Yeah. Um, if we could look real quick, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, is forty-seven, forty-eight Trump. Uh, what? Liberal New Hampshire. Uh, thanks, sir. Yep. Uh, by about three thousand votes. Ooh, that's on the screen right now. So we have I have CNN going ridiculous um, over my shoulder. What Clinton News Network? Now the Clinton. That's News another Network. one we got to talk about. Well, the, and I'll, I'll preface this. I'll go to whatever feed I can go to. I have Sling TV, and the only thing I get is, is CNN. So. Yeah, I was just joking. I don't care. No, I know you but, don't care, but honestly, somebody listening be like, oh, that libtard, he's just got CNN lip-tard. on. He's a propaganda web website. And, uh. I was just like, no, it's just I have Sling TV, dummy. So, yeah. uh, Goose is saying Wolf Blitzer needs to calm the fuck down. What's he doing? Is he, is he panicking? Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even look at... Let's he look. is the biggest engine of it. John King's talking now. Is Wolf freaking out? I don't really care, I guess. But Well, we should. the current total is uh, Trump 136, Hillary 104, uh, and polls are going to close 
at least in Iowa. And where else did you say Nevada? Uh, Nevada and <clears throat> New Mexico, I think. Okay. Uh, should we mention we're taking uh, phone calls tonight? Yeah, a little bit later. Little I'd bit love later. to. I don't want to pump the number out there too quick because then we're just going to get no, slammed. Then, with. Goose will call us and call us fucking quitters. <laughs> that just hurts my feelings. Goose, I, if you don't know something about Goose, Goose is a uh, is a grade A troll on uh, Twitter. So I bet he is. You can't quite take everything Goose says. With, I'm not uh, gonna. I don't really care too seriously. But like the things that really do bother me are the amount of people that are voting for Trump right now, like in New Hampshire. Well, one Nebraska. But he, here's the thing, though. Uh, when I when I was joking about Clinton News Network, we you can't even have a discussion with somebody and and like discuss things and go I, well. I read on the Washington Post or the in the Atlantic or I read on FP. You can't even say that because like they, get they go, where'd you get that? Where'd you read that? And I say where'd like you Politico. That? You mean liberal Politico? Yeah, you mean how about. Politifact. You mean po- liberal politifact. All them libtards are telling you what to think. Right, and you can't yeah. even have, like, there are people that won't even agree on reality with you. Like, you can't even come to a solid set of facts. It's not possible. Uh, impossible to come to a solid set of facts to have a discussion <clears throat> with somebody, even on something like uh, uh, the benefits of, of having health care for everybody. Not possible. Not possible. Not a possible conversation. And also, you can't even tell people that, <coughs> yes, the double-digit hikes in Obamacare costs... Are political. Are political. No, you can't say that, though. And also, it's in the biggest hikes come in states where they rejected a main yeah. main portion of Obamacare. Like California's 5%, but everywhere right, yeah, above. Yeah, they jumped but you don't in, talk about they that, jumped in both feet. I know. But then you want to talk about, like, I think it was uh, Wisconsin, 113% increase. Yes. Well, you didn't you didn't buy into the whole package. And I, no. I understand you didn't want it, but then you can't say, like, oh, look at this fucking... Whoopsies. <laughs> you can't say, well, look at, this, angry. look at this fucking increase and... And it's just unfair for the thing I didn't want in the first place. And I have family members in the medical field that fucking hate Obamacare. Just like if I bring it up, they just the, why? Because we get fucking free fair prices. I, I for think things? it's I think it's because it was a sudden change and nobody likes change. And oh it was how fucking dare you tell me to do this? And again, I'm not. I'm, this is bullshit that we should have to insure people so that they aren't destitute if they break a leg. And I'm not, I am not the foremost expert on medical care by any means, but from a lot of I'm the stuff either. I read, the people that didn't opt in, they're the ones seeing the, the premium hikes. Uh, Goose said Fox is calling Virginia for Hillary. So does that raise the total here, or are they just not, or CNN being conservative, really conservative? Are they going to wait till polls officially close before they, they call anything? I don't know. Because I'm going to... Let's go over to... Uh, let's go to the... Oops, wrong For one. For Virginia? This is what it looks like when I record podcasts, everybody, if you want to see that I one. I see... Vir- oh, she's he, she's got 7,000 more votes from what I'm seeing. Okay, let's see. On Google. I should give my source material. It's still Google. 139 Trump, 104 Clinton. I don't know. I think Fox News, I think they are hopeful. Because from what I'm seeing on Google, which updates my feed every 30 seconds... Um, she has 7,000 more votes. <clears throat> this is how Fox is putting it, according to Goosey. Trump 147, Clinton 122. CNN is waiting to... Uh, they're sta- Okay, they're standing by for a projection. Their current one is 139, 104, Trump in the lead. So 
The Fox people, though, I have to say, as silly as that channel is, and most of the news channels are silly, they do have a excellent team that calls this shit. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling you before we did this podcast. There's we, no shortage of nerds. No shortage of nerds. You remember when uh, Carl Rove completely melted down four years ago live oh, on TV? Yeah. When, I don't believe uh, we got all these counties and precincts. and <laughs> uh, They're calling Montana for Donald Trump. Oh, really? We're drinking Montana beer, by the way. Big Sky, we're going to have to so, boycott them. Thank you, Moose Drool, even though you voted for Trump. Well, they Should might we not. talk about who we voted for? Or do you not want to get into that? You want to- I voted for Hillary. Okay. But I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I couldn't let the other guy be president. Not because I gave a shit about her. Mm-hmm. You, you have two real options. You have, well, you have multiple options. <clears throat> right? So I could have voted for Gary Johnson. And I could have voted for Evan McMullen. And I did my research on them. And immediately ruled them both out. One, uh, because... They were already on the short list of getting cut because they don't have a chance of winning a national the national election. They just don't. Sure. G- Gary Johnson might win New Mexico, maybe. I thought Evan Evan McMullen might win uh, Utah, maybe. Maybe. Right. So they have two seats, and the only way that would matter is if they're if nobody gets to uh, uh, two seventy. Yeah. Nobody gets the re- requisite amount of electoral votes it goes to the house of representatives in which case the house of representatives must pick one person to be president that had at least that carried at least one state so that's the only way in which that matters so then that moves people down to two on my list that that i can affect in the race in iowa one of them is donald trump who has no fucking experience who has no i don't think ability to uphold the office and the requirements the office entails nor do I think Mike Pence, if he if he used Mike Pence as like a CEO, Donald Trump with the big ideas, and Mike Pence as the sure. operating, you know, the, the president of a of a corporation type thing where he does the day to day shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mike. I don't think Mike Pence. Uh, I don't think Mike Pence has the the. Uh, I don't think he has the temperament. Well, temperament's the wrong word. I don't think he has the right policy positions that I like. Okay. So then it came down to Hillary. Do I vote for Hillary, or do I not? Like, where where do I go? And I can't allow. I can't allow Donald <clears throat> Trump. I couldn't allow Donald Trump to potentially become president if it came down to a vote. Okay. And that vote being mine. I feel and like that, a big, and that vote was mine. I feel like a big old bag of mashed up assholes. <laughs> you know, like. So uh, I went in a different direction. <laughs> I saw your Facebook post, and I was like, "That fucker didn't even vote for it." He probably wrote in like Sid Vicious or something. No, I was gonna. A lot of people told me to write write in uh, dicks out for Harambe or something in the in oh. the uh, the write in thing, but I did not do that. I saw a lot of dicks out for Harambe on Twitter the, earlier today. So. um I don't. I don't understand that. I had. Uh, well, it's just it's what it's what the kids do, Sean. These I, days. I mean, I, I understand the words. I, I just don't. I, I and I get the it. idea of like fuck this. I get the idea of being a radical. I get <clears> the idea of being an outlaw. I get the idea of rejecting what this what's placed in front of you. But when you, but anyway, sorry, I'll ridicule no, no. you after you. You tell can me ridicule what you me. Do. So here's here's my <laughs> issue. I opted to not vote four years ago. I was actually sitting about an hour outside of Sydney with Molly. Mm. And we were on our honeymoon, and I went to a World War II monument, and I stood there, and I was thinking about, like, man, should I have voted? I kind of feel like an asshole. 
because these dudes <clears throat> died for me to do this. But then I thought, these dudes did not die for uh, campaign finance reform. They, they didn't know what this was going to turn into. In the 1940s, yeah. they couldn't have even imagined super PACs and, you know, the Internet and just all. all and then, you know, I, 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 I was obviously clearly never going to vote for Donald Trump. That was just never an option for me. I, I respected what he was trying to do. I thought it was a noble cause to say, hey, he put out a, a rather effective ad <clears throat> a couple days ago where he was trying to position himself as this dude, as the total opposite of being a political insider. But that's great if you ignore, you know, all the other dumb shit that he said the last year or something. So I get why people wanted to vote for him. I listened to a lot. We actually had a lot of people come on our podcast around the Iowa caucus time explaining to us why they were supporting Donald Trump. And I totally get it. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't, I, I, I wouldn't want to vote for the dude, but I, I get why, why people were, were, fired up to want to vote for him because they're, they're mm -hmm. sick of it. The problem is is that he did it under the, Re the Republican ticket. If he was really going to be this outsider, he would have done it as an independent. You can't vote. But yeah, go ahead. But, but you can't do that. So you have to pick a side, obviously, the way, the way Bernie did. He had to pick a side. So I obviously was not going to vote for Trump. I looked at Hillary. I was chastised by a lot of people. Um, I listened to other people chastise other people, uh, especially uh in the media people that normally were against the clintons were saying i'm going to be the adult and i'm going to vote for them anyway even even though i think they're evil i just can't get past the corruption i can't get past um all the the stuff the clinton foundation has done i never supported her as a candidate in 2008 i thought she was a bad candidate then i still think she's a bad candidate now um i just looked at both sides and i went fuck the republicans fuck the democrats I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. The problem with that is, is that Gary Johnson isn't that great of a candidate either. He fucked up a lot. He didn't know what Aleppo was. Um, he was sticking his tongue out to some reporter sitting on a picnic table a couple weeks ago. He was falling off his chair, mocking somebody that was talking about marijuana reform. The thing is, though, that guy was has political experience, though, at the end of the day. He was a Republican, so was his, his VP well. They were both Republicans. He still has experience. I knew he wasn't going to win. My in, in a perfect world, me casting that vote today for Gary Johnson was saying fuck you to both parties because I think both parties, I think the Democrats and I think the Republicans should be ashamed of themselves for putting up the candidates that they put up. Yeah, yeah. If anybody should be the most ashamed of themselves, it's the Republicans. They have just about every advantage. If this was like sports and the Republicans were a team that uh, sh that sucked four years ago and like drafted high, you know, and they got some good players. They should be doing pretty well about right now mm -hmm. with, with a couple years of experience with some new players and a refresh. They put up fucking Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, uh, all these fucking dummies that, you know, had no business running for president. I'm convinced. Kasich wasn't that bad. Kasich wasn't terrible, but he's all, but he, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah, wasn't yeah. great. He didn't. They, they couldn't beat Donald Trump. Exactly. And, and, and they didn't control, like. Exactly. They didn't control the discourse. They didn't control their own. They didn't even, like. I don't mean I don't. They didn't do the basics of putting forth candidates. Where you have, in my mind, they should have, at some point, gone. All right, we're gonna go into this with the best possible candidates. Carly Fiorina, please take a seat. Everybody, like Chris. I Christie, forgot about her. Chris Christie, please take a seat. Uh, who else? Fuck everybody else. There's just a ton of people. Like, you know, like, 
Scott Walker, please yeah, take a seat. Yeah, stinks. You know, you, but I mean, those people on their resumes were de- had decent resumes, right? But then you just look at Scott Walker and you're just like, dude, fucking go home, you're bad. Exactly. Right? Like Jeb Bush, you, you don't have the gravitas of your brother. You're running on your last name. Go home. Yeah, nice you, dude, but just a terrible candidate. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah. Ben Carson. Like, come on, fucking go home, man. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not a serious candidate. You <clears throat> cannot come here to further your book writing career, your speech writing career, to further your appearances on right wing radio and media. You can't. This is not what this is. That's not what this is. Like, you have to come here, and you got to be fucking ready to play. Marco Rubio would have been a good. Would have been a good person. Would have been terrible. Chris Christie, if you had like Chris Christie, if you hadn't been involved in Bridgegate. Who's going to jail? He was I someone that I was I was ready to, to vote for. And then when I started hearing... He's this awful person. Yeah. He's not, just an awful person. He's not a good person. candidate. Not but he's, good. More, he's more relatable. He's not... He's a better sociopath than Ted Cruz. Yes. Right? He's more... Rela- you can talk with him. Sure. And he'll want to talk to you about fucking this or that, the other thing. Uh, uh, I don't know who is, what his football team is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But Bruce Springsteen, he'll want to talk to you about Bruce Springsteen. He'll laugh. You know, he makes you feel like, oh, yeah, we could be buddies and have a beer together. Like, if that's what you're looking for, at least you don't feel like that guy isn't relatable to me, right? He doesn't know how to speak to me, like, on things that I give a shit about. Like, if he wants to sit down and talk about, oh, the G6 plane so much better than the G4, (laughs) let me tell you about the G6. It can go so much further. I don't have to take a pit stop. In Key West, on my way to Trinidad from New Jersey, it's Key great. Key West is nice, though. I've been there; it's very nice. Yeah, but like that, that kind of thing, like I, I just don't like. If you want to come yeah. talk to me about airplanes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right? If you want to come talk to me about like fly fishing, all right. Like anyway, but like, I don't know. Where we're going off fly fishing, but <laughs> but like yeah, they didn't they didn't like kind of weed themselves out. They totally didn't. They dropped and so the they allowed Donald Trump to be this populist candidate, like who will go down in history. With like Marine Le Pen, like that's a crazy right wing fucking nut jobs, and that's what that's what 2016 is going to be remembered as. But it appears that it could be the beginning of his fucking presidency, because at least Iowa's voting Dem. It's yeah, voting Hillary's blue. pretty dominant. The uh, Colorado, New Mexico, you Utah. Check it out. Yeah, let's let's let me let's look ref- at this. Let's, let's look at this here. fucking. So Iowa is ab- reporting in abortion sixty three percent. This abortion, Hillary's sixty three percent. But there's only how much reporting right now? Do, do they have seven percent? Sorry, yeah. Iowa so. has Iowa has six electoral votes. Um, she's leading handily, actually. Is Gary oh, Johnson two help- Polk County and Johnson County only two only two reporting? So that's why two okay. percent of. Never mind. Let's not count Iowa yet. One thing I want to look at tonight, and someone uh, I think Bill Maher was talking about this: the uh, Ralph Nader effect for Trump, of a lot of people voting for Ralph Nader in two thousand between Gore mm-hmm. and Bush. Does Johnson create that scenario this year? Am I am I going to be the Ralph Nader asshole here? No, because Ralph Nader was at least Ralph Nader was at least a viable person. Like, I so I. But he helped Bush win, though. So Gary Johnson, Gary Johnson, I listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast too, and like he had, I was walk, I was actually walk, I was walking around D.C. listening to that. Yeah, and it was impressive. Yeah, 
Like I didn't I didn't agree with the shit he says, but I don't have stuff, to agree yeah. with somebody to like what they're about. But sure. he he was saying when he was um governor of New Mexico that he would have an open door policy like every Thursday. And you walk in, you tell me your problem, and I'll try and fix it. Like if, if it's if it's a question on how do I how do I do this or why why is this or you know I'm I'm I need to put in this paperwork or what's the process for this he'll go uh yeah make a phone call call mm-hmm. this person all right this is the process you need to follow to get that done come back and let me know how it works and he would invest in the people of New Mexico sure in that way and it was incredibly compelling very compelling and then he didn't even know what Aleppo was Aleppo <laughs> I know and it was kind of an important foreign policy thing to know like it was the it was like if you were to google foreign policy right now yeah syria would be up there it is the like you would have you you wouldn't even have so it would be iraq afghanistan syria yeah then yemen then maybe then maybe saudi arabia russia maybe russia yeah i I guess before saudi arabia be ukraine and russia right sure and then you like Distant people be like, oh yeah, and then we have this thing in China and South China, South China Sea, and we probably ought to talk about the Philippines, and let's not talk about all that. But like, like the like number one thing when you Google foreign policy fuck up is Syria. Yeah, like it's it's vying for the top three. And like when you're doing prep work, and he'll say like, I don't give a shit about that, and he'll basically say like, I'm an isolationist candidate. I don't need to know about the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I need to know about how to make America run, and that's what I'm going to do. And if that was his response, you know, I might have forgiven him. But he's just a fucking nut job. Like not a nut job, but he's like that, like that talking in his tongue. Yeah, like, there was some weird act. There was just, weird activity. That's just a way to hold yourself. And if you're a third party candidate. Probably don't he, want to do that. This is the perfect race for a third party candidate to step up and go, Poo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Yeah. I'm here too. I, I'm running too, and I'd love to talk to you about what I can bring to the table because these two can't talk about all the good things. But that he they couldn't bring. get into the debates, unfortunately. He couldn't because, pull high enough. Right, and... because of his like as soon as the as soon as he went on to major news media, it was just like fucking falling on his face. And I falling took... on his face. It was like somebody tied his it tied his shoelaces together. He didn't know about it. it kept falling on his face. And I took that into account. I, I thought about that really long and hard. I I, let, me, let, me re, let me rephrase. I don't blame you for the message you sent. Yeah. In that you didn't you voted for the third party, not the main two parties. Yeah. If that's what you did. If you were like, I really like Gary Johnson, I'd laugh at you for the rest of your life. You're like, oh, I really like Gary Johnson. He's like my savior. No, I'd laugh it's not. at you. No, he's not. I just to me it was a way to uh, non-verbally send a fuck you to both parties because I think they stink. Uh, Goosey just said in the chat that Fox News is calling uh, Florida for Donald Trump and that Trump is now up 10% in Ohio with 75% reporting. Uh, CNN is still not calling Florida for Trump. But they are giving a breaking news uh, projection. Let's listen to this. Let's see yeah. what they have to say. Trump is ahead, like oh, they're calling Trump for Florida, too. We've still got some ways to go. We're still early in the count in a lot of these states out here. So just want to go back to this again for people at home who are thinking, is this possible? Is this possible? This is where we have it right now. Actually, we moved a couple of other states since you did that. Interesting. This is, this is the, as we count now. I could probably pump this in. Where we had this Let's do New Mexico, Missouri first. Sure. You bet. Let's switch. We don't have to use CNN. Um, I just had them on the TV here, but 
Uh, I'm looking at pretty much the same thing. He's got 150,000 more votes than she does. Uh, let's see. Let me open up. 140,000 more votes. 99% of... 9%, 99% reporting. I'm going to try Gary to Gary Johnson up. with 200,000. Jill Stein with 63,000. Rocky de la Fuente. Rocky 89, de la Fuente. 8,900. Let's go to... I don't want to blow your ears out here, so I'm going to tread lightly here, so watch out. I'm going to try to bring up CNN on this, see if it works. Let's watch. Different conversation right now, even if we give her Nevada. Trump is favored here. It's 11. That's 29. That's 15. He's doing hypotheticals, John. Now we're in the ballpark. Now we're thinking... Let's even leave New Hampshire out of it for a minute. New Hampshire's still in play. We're counting the votes there. But at 259, even if she wins Virginia, Michigan puts Donald Trump over the top. Let's say she comes back and holds on. The Wayne County vote comes in. Wisconsin would put him at 269. Then you've got a congressional district in Maine or state of New Hampshire can put Donald Trump over the top. So we are having a conversation now that it was impossible to have two weeks ago. That was just improbable. You were not having a reality-based conversation trying to do this map a couple of weeks ago. The polling told you that was a fool's errand. It is not a fool's errand tonight as we watch these results. Donald, Does that mean this is going to happen? No, we don't know that. We're going to be counting votes. For Donald, Donald Trump could make this happen tonight. And this I know is ridiculous. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly can't sit here and contemplate that half of America well, likes this man. Like this is how, this is how bad things begin is it that you have a mandate from america to behave like that well and i i agree i think his behavior is terrible do you think to play devil's advocate because i don't want him to win either um but to play devil's advocate is this maybe finally america's way of saying fuck all these people you've been pushing you forward. can dress it up however you want but you, cause you don't you don't take that as a valid argument as the, I, as the fuck fuck this so it is a valid argument so I, I think there's a pie chart I don't know what the percentages are but you'll see like racists and deplorables right and then the fucking jingoists <laughs> and then you'll see like just the isolationists who are like I, I don't want America to be involved in anything let's just let's just let the whole world burn and you know what? We're gonna drink. We're gonna drink Miller Lite by ourselves no, here in America. Bush Light. It'll probably Bush Light. Bush Light or PBR. But listen, don't tell me what to drink. I like the champagne. <laughs> I like the champagne of beers. All right. And then you get. And then you get like the people who are just like, I just want to watch this political system burn. Oh yeah. And I don't know how big those that group is. And then you have like a group of people who are just like, well, he'll appoint. Supreme Court justices that are conservative, and at least I have that. I just, and then at least he'll let Mike Pence do some things, and at least like a Republican will be in office. And then you have the people who are just like never Hillary. You well, yeah, and that's me, kind of. But right, but but, but I'm but I'm also like ah, but, I'm sitting here like the Republican Party allowed this. You have a fucking clown. They did as our as our next president of the United States potentially. This dude has no. I guess the one thing I'm I'm finding kind of funny Fucking about this. Clown. Do you remember in 2008 when the biggest criticism towards uh, Obama was lack of experience? That he always just a community organizer. He barely had a cup of coffee in right. the Senate. 
this dude has never once held political office, and they think he's capable of holding one of the most important right. jobs in the entire world. No, that, that's what like I, pretty, I found disqualified him. Pretty much like the most important job. Pretty much the most important job in the world. And But, but some people are ready to, to just, let's... Jump off that cliff. Let's just with him. fuck it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I think that's that's where we're at. And what's sad is Iowa's probably going to go. Oh, Iowa Republican. is Iowa is always like that. It's going to go red. Let's, no, no, Iowa in the last like seven or eight elections has gone blue. Really? Yeah. I thought it's been a toss up between. No, Republican. I mean it's been a battleground, but it's yeah. been like eh, just, just very a close. Bit more. Yeah, okay. it's been close. So let's refresh. But, but Iowa has also been uh, the way Iowa goes. So goes the rest, like the the national. So like, I don't, know, I don't want to say like so goes the nation because I feel like that's fucking cheesy as shit. <laughs> but so goes the nation. Like that's how. They're <sighs> still not calling Florida for CNN. They're just refusing. I'm seeing Florida here. Well, I don't know if they're not calling it because there's going to be an automatic recount in Florida. I don't know. We'll I have thought to... they had. Okay, they still don't. In the corner here, they still have it as undecided. And earlier why. was was that just a hypothetical that we were maybe looking at? Because they they do these they yeah. do these fucking yeah. Well, let's well. See. I mean, here it's it's ninety nine percent of precincts rec- reporting, and he is leading by one hundred and forty thousand or so votes. So like, I don't know, I don't know what else you could have come in that would be like, oh, there, oh, we lost we that go. box. Robert told us to leave PBR alone. I didn't say shit about PBR. I like PBR. I, I used to hate it. I used to think it was terrible, but I don't mind it. Uh, CBS News is calling Ohio for Trump. Oh, my God. CNN is still... And Goose is getting excited because Goose is a Trump supporter. He's going, holy fuck, this is going to happen. Um, yeah, Goose, the stock market is about to crash. It's going to crash. Should we, uh, should we mention phone is. calls? Since we're about... Uh, we're about 40 minutes into this thing. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I guess, I don't know what more I can say. What else... What was there any other were there any other topics that you wanted to cover? I had a, a decent amount. I was going to talk a little bit about how um, we both, I think, as far back as March, were like, eh, it's going to be Hillary and, and Trump. What's the point of continuing to draw this thing out? Like we could yeah. kind of tell it was coming. Um, but if anybody wants to join us, two one seven nine zero nine two four four seven. If you want to call in and give us your thoughts, hey, that's the, nice. Look at that. On the presidential. I just made that about five minutes ago. No Did big you? whoop or anything. No big whoop, y'all. No big whoop. Flying over the politics. Exactly. I do like the... Oh, we should call into the majority report. Do you listen to the majority report? I do not. Can you make me. outbound calls on that and record it? I'd have to pay for it if we do outbound calls, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how it works. It well, you got a good job. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I was did a, was did a spit take there. I could put them on speakerphone. They could just call in, call in as because uh, they do this right. They're a cons- they're a, a progressive media organization, and they do a parody of uh, the Ken 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 show. The Ken, Ken okay okay, I know what you're talking about, and uh, it's hilarious. It, it might be fun to call in a little bit later and be like, I like to say that this. I want to tell you something. This is a great day for America. That Donald Trump, our Lord and Savior. Is going to beat that bitch back. I saw a uh, Catholic priest do a Facebook Live video talking about uh, late-term abortions and why you should vote for Donald Trump because he doesn't support late-term abortions. Neither does the law yeah. or any candidate. No, Hillary does, according to the priest. No, she doesn't. Like, this is easily google 
Googleable. That's a new word. This is easily Googleable. This is easily Googleable. Let, let's just read Hillary. Now you can't even Google that shit. Let me see what comes up. Late term abortion. Well, let you It'll Google. probably just come up with fucking Google results. This is a the late Google term Google results are going to be hilarious tomorrow. I'm like, why was I Googling late term abortions? I'm really glad we have beer because we might need some in like an hour. Uh, so, uh, again, if you want to call in, you can do so. 217-909-2447. I already gave some people the number and they were blowing me up the last 20 minutes and now they're not calling. So, how dare you, everybody? Hi, Stephen Parsons. Uh, let's see. I was going to try to check in on the latest total. CNN is conservative. Uh, they're very conservative right now. Let's look, let's go take a look. Hold on. Who? CNN. They're still holding steady here at 149, 109. Let me refresh it and see what happens. Yeah, they're still sticking with that. So I don't know if this is going to take another hour. It, it certainly seems like it, it could take another polls hour. Polls closed 29 minutes ago in Iowa. Yeah, the polls are closed in Iowa. So this is redonkulous. It is. Cedar Falls, a Blackhawk County. Yeah, we care about the Iowa stuff a little It looks bit. like Blackhawk County went. Right, nobody else does. Yeah. Dan Vacek, Legal Marijuana Now Party, has 263 votes. If you fucking potheads fuck this up for everybody. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm, I'm fine with the potheads voting, but yeah, if they're going to... I didn't even realize there was like a strict pothead... Uh, yeah. Like... Party. Legal Marijuana Now Party. Yeah, that's amazing. There's the Constitution Party, Green Party. Evan McMullen was on is on the ballot. He got 1,700 votes. Not bad. Um, Evan McMullen, extraordinarily conservative. And Ben Sass, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Ben Sass is a senator from, uh, I think, Nebraska. Maybe Kansas. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, Googled, I Googled him once. But Ben Sass was a never-Trump guy from the beginning. Like, was always just like, no. Like we can't, we can't do that. Uh, we got a uh, phone call. Welcome to Flyover Politics. Who is this, and what do you got for us? Is this that there uh, television show where you call in and talk about the the best clowns in the circus this year? <laughs> this is the Trey Dog. Uh, he's doesn't actually. Well, he kind of talks like that, but not all the time. But uh, hey, Trey, how you doing, sir? What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? So, uh, did you want to talk about who you or did you vote? Did you vote today? I did vote today. I voted today, and I I had to call because I wanted to share this story with you in particular, being a Dallas Cowboys fan. And this all relates to politics. So just give me a second, and I'll get to that. Okay. But I did go vote today, and then I went to go get dinner. And I, when I pulled into Pizza Hut, I was like, it's Taco Tuesday. Man, they are. Ab- I was like, they are abnormally busy for a Tuesday night. And when I got inside, they had this entire room full of. Uh, senior citizens all decked out in red, white, and blue, and they had the room decorated, and they were watching the election coverage on television. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I go in, I go up to the register, and this is a true gospel story. Um, I walk up the register, and the lady asks me my name, and then they come back a few minutes later and informs me that my order wasn't ready because they screwed it up, so they were going to redo it. I said, well, okay, how long will it be? She said, about 15 minutes. I said, okay. So I'm standing there in this room watching the election television coverage, and there's a guy next to me, and we just start chit-chatting about politics. And I hate talking politics, because nobody's ever right. There is no right. There is no wrong. So all you're going to do is argue. 
It's your opinion versus somebody else's. And that's just the way it is. And then, so it, it drives me mad to even get into a, a, po- a political conversation most of the time. This year it's a little different because this year I feel like does nothing but prove the process in which we come down to the last two people running for the fucking presidency of this country. This should do nothing but show how flawed that is. And, and what I mean by that is these are the two candidates that we have to choose from to be the president of the United States of America. This now, is what if happens. You don't have any, this if is you what don't happens have any pride when have... in your country. I understand that, but I do. I was in the military, and I have pride for my country. And the last thing I want to do is have a president that I'm ashamed to say is the president of our country. Whether you dislike Trump or you dislike Hillary, they both have reasons to not be proud of them. And we're having this conversation, and I'm, it's a complete stranger. And he said, "Well, what do you think about Hillary?" And I said, well, you know, I have a, a myriad of things to say about Hillary, but I'll save you the time and trouble and just tell you that, and I may have mentioned this to you before, Adam, but it'd be like me here in my, it'd be like me going to Walmart here in Tulsa, Oklahoma and shoplifting and getting caught. And they call the police. And I'm guilty. I, I've got the merchandise stuffed in my pants. And they cuff me and they take me out of the cop car that we passed the police station. And I lean over and I ask the police officer, sir, where are you taking me? Well, we're not going to put you in jail. You're not? Why? We want you to run for governor. <laughs> what? <laughs> we want, we, we want you to me? run for governor. We're not going to put you in jail, but as long as you'll run for governor, you're free to go. Well, that shouldn't be the case. I should be in jail because I've committed a crime. Now, whether you believe she's guilty or not, that's the long and the short of it is that she shouldn't be a candidate, period. Trump shouldn't be either. There were Mm -hmm. more qualified people in the Republican Party, but Trump was a catchphrase machine, Mm -hmm. and he said everything that every American man thinks but is afraid to say or do. Now, just because you may think that we don't need illegal immigrants and we don't need refugees in our country, and that may be true, the thing that scares me about Trump is that he's going to do shit that is going to make people from other countries dislike us so much more mm. that it becomes more of a problem. It's very damaging. And so while I'm having this conversation with this guy, and I say what I just told you guys about, you know, not going to jail but being asked to run <laughs> for governor, the guy behind me that says, that's bullshit, that's not right, that's not right at all. And I don't know this guy either. And I turn mm-hmm. and look, and he's wearing a Dallas Cowboy sweatshirt, <laughs> Dallas Cowboy hat. <laughs> Of course. And I I, I, I I, turned to him and I said, well, how is that not true? Well, you got your facts wrong. Okay, well, let me ask you this. I said, let me put this in terms that you'll understand. I said, are you passionate about the NFL? Yes, I am. I said, I'm going to bet you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, am I right? And this has nothing to do with the Cowboys. It could have been any other team. I he know. just happened to be wearing Dallas Cowboys gear. I know. But I said, let me ask you this. I said, if it's the preseason in the NFL and Jason Garrett takes the playbook for the Dallas Cowboys and emails it to the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Giants, 
and then deletes the playbook and deletes all evidence that the transaction ever took place, but Roger Goodell and the NFL find him guilty. Do you still want that guy to be your head coach? Well, hell no, I don't want him to be my head coach. I said exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the, I don't necessarily agree uh, on your analogy because she, when you, when you, and, and I, I, I do agree on some of the premises that she did delete a shitload of emails had she never deleted those emails. And here we are back to talking about fucking emails when, like, one of them is, like, probably one of the most qualified people to be president of the United States and one of them is just not. She has the most experience. Opposite. I think that's, the that's the most experience. Yeah, that's, right? that's so the battle. Accolades yeah. are better. But then when we talk about the emails and the mainstays of the opposition to Hillary Clinton... She's extraordinarily secretive to the point that... And she's fucking paranoid. Oh, yeah. And she's got a reason to be because people have been coming after her since the fucking 70s. But none of the emails that they found were marked classified. Right? So she was skirting FOIA, which is a which breaks the law, but people have done it in D.C. to skirt FOIA to have de facto executive privilege that they decide that they are the executive, right? But she didn't actually have anything marked classified on her device or on her email. The only things that were potentially classified had a C next to them in the body of the paragraph that were not marked classified, nor did they have a header of being classified. So it is questionable as to whether or not like she was sent classified material, right? Not through a secure method of transmitting that material, because if you are, if you have, if you have a State Department I, uh, email, you have a, a in the military it's SMIL, SMIL, secure military, and then dot mil. So like dot mil, you might sign up. You might you might have somebody emailing you like uh, this, that, or the other thing. Like what what's your? I'm going out for lunch. What's your subway order? On a secure email. That is how you transmit secure uh, 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 attachments or secure emails. So if someone sent her an unsecured, uh, if somebody sends her some classified and unsecured email, one, I understand your frustration that she did it. And if she did actually have secure email because she was a, she was a uh, classified documents origination point like she could originate classified material in that she's a secretary of state and she says uh make these guys fly over to this compound that blackwater have blackwater go up here and handle that fucking thing right that would be classified and if she did that and sent it over her email then she's the she's the one at issue but if she has an unsecured email used for like whether you believe it or not yoga and starbucks orders and then I have to go to that thing with that guy, whatever. I don't really like that guy. And then somebody sends her a document that has some classified email, something classified in the body of the document that is mislabeled even, or even if it's property labeled, properly labeled, that person that sent it to her is the one at fault, not necessarily her, because she was the she was the recipient. So they never found anything that she sent. Again, we don't know this because but, of a shitload of emails. Okay, again, that we know of. But here's the thing: with every, with, with the number of, of of able-minded people in the in the United States of America, how did we come to oh, these yeah, two thrones of the two people that we're supposed to be voting for? I completely agree with you there. But I, I was just 
taking the win. So when you're looking at this objectively, like one person did this, and then the other person has all of these other things, well, the the one party wants you to think that the other person committed these crimes with the emails. Right, right. When right. when really it's not it's not an issue. It's not. It, but, but my thing is this: Why are they even possibilities for the presidency? Neither one of them, neither one of them, should be allowed to run for president of the United States. And, and, and even even saying that, yeah. neither one of them should have gotten this far. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's the both, problem that I have. Yeah, both parties stink. I mean, they're just. I honestly feel like nobody wants the job. I feel like this was just an anomaly. It's the weirdest election probably that's ever happened in the history of this country. And we're seeing a weird result tonight where a lot of a lot of predictions, a lot of analysis, a lot of looking at electoral colleges and this scenario, that scenario, all had Clinton winning. Well, looking here, at the map right now, it's not really going the way everybody said it was going to go. Here's why. Like, and, and here's the thing, though. You break it down even further to, like, small-town politics, and say you got a guy, because this has happened in my area, that's why I bring this up. But say you've got a guy running for mayor of your city, but he got busted six months ago for deer hunting without a license. Sure. That guy isn't allowed to run for mayor. But on the national scale, regardless of whether Clinton is guilty or innocent, the fact that she's even in that thing, in that process, should disqualify her from being a candidate to run our country. Well then, well then, hold on. So here, here's the thing: if you if you're running for mayor, and you're running, you've got to think you're you're good to go, right? You're you're running for mayor, and I'm your opponent, and I say, I saw that fucking guy who's hunting in that guy's field, and he didn't have a license. He didn't have a. He already shot a deer. I saw his picture of a buck, and he was out there, and he didn't have a doe tag. Well, I can't just say. That I saw you hunting. No, but if right? it's proven, you shouldn't be allowed to run because you broke but they the law. But they, so they've had eight, eight investigations on eight congressional investigations on Benghazi. Found nothing. An ongoing FBI investigation on her emails, and they found nothing. And that—that's what the FBI says, right? But she deleted all those emails, which is the thing to do in DC. You get you get caught with an email server you shouldn't have. You delete emails. The the Bush administration deleted 22 million emails. Um, so, but what I'm saying is, she's not. You can't just say that you're you're disqualified. Uh, so let me go back to your. your so what the, you're saying with that analogy is, if I go out here and I murder somebody, but I hide the body and I hide all the evidence, and they can't prove that I did it, but somebody that that, that you know lived in the house saw me do it. That it's okay for me to run just because they didn't catch me or couldn't prove it. But there's a difference no, there's between a... murder and deleting emails, though. I think, though, too. I mean, I think that if anybody treating the email situation as serious as like murder, it's a little bit of a stretch. I get the corruption because the Clinton Ask Foundation. Ask the guys from Benghazi what they think about it. See, I, I, I've read a lot of that Benghazi stuff, and a lot of it that people were attacking her on wasn't the, the substance. Was a little silly. I do think she, that there was a lot. Of, all, she's not at all singularly at fault in any of this. Exactly, but but she, but, but but she was still part of it though, so she does deserve some blame for that. I also remember too when we were doing. Uh, Hold on, real quick. Do you, yeah. you know how many people died in uh, embassies under under the previous administration? A lot. A lot of people did. Two hundred. Yeah. So it, here here's my thing. There is a disproportionate response from the Republican Party to the offenses of Hillary Clinton than to their own president or re- Democratic 
Democrats' re- responses to a Republican president. Not to mention the Bush presidency deleting millions of 20, emails. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's so, a good yeah. point. She and that's is, a good point. And so, here's again why I say the problem. The problem is this to me. And I'm 41 years old, and Adam knows me as well as I know myself. But the problem we have is in 2016 we've got two arguing parties. I don't. I, I'm, I, I'm not even. I, I don't care. You know, party-wise, who gets the White House seat? Or who gets the presidency? I don't care if it's a Democrat, an American, or an independent. I just want the best person for the job. Yeah, these right. aren't the best people for the job. These are not the best people Period. for the job. I don't, I don't care if they're a Democrat or a Republican or independent <clears throat> or – I don't care. I just want the best person for the job. Yeah. yeah. And, here, and when these are your options, you're not getting that. They stink. So here's, here's the thing that I wish that they had gone after her better, right? So we're getting Goose is saying uh, on Facebook Live that, uh, and and you can look on uh, uh, the futures for Dow Jones are down seven hundred points right now. <laughs> so if, oh, wow. if she loses, you found who Wall Street wanted to win. It isn't Donald Trump. She is she has gone and begged for money for years from these people. She is captured by our by our political elites, by uh, the rich one uh, percent of this country. She is, in my mind, those are the things that disqualify her. That the, she yeah. is from Arkansas, and she's born in where was she born? Fucking call. She's born in up. Chicago, I think. Doesn't matter. She was first lady of Arkansas, and then she moved to New York. So that she could run as senator for New York. And she knew she was going to run as president. Like, you could just see the writing on the wall, right? Chicago, you're right. right. She's from Chicago. She moved to Arkansas. Why did she move to New York? Because that's where the money is. She was planning on raising $2 billion to run for president this time. And she didn't have to because the political establishment wasn't behind Donald Trump. So she didn't need to. She didn't do it. But... The, the capture of our political system is the bigger thing, and they have you and I discussing fucking emails and, and Donald Trump saying he's going to grab some chick's pussy. When, like, those are a, those, the, the fact that these people are the best people that America has to put forward stinks. Right. Is a symptom of a sickness. You guys, you guys can, can finish out the show and I'll end my call with this, but here's the, here's the end, of, end of the day thing. As, as a 41-year-old American person in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what happens tonight, Pepsi's still going to produce Mountain Dew. Video games are still going to get made. Yeah, I'm still going to have to go to work to pay my bills. Short of some other country getting pissed off at who we put in office and coming over here and nuking America with a nuclear bomb, it's really not going to affect me either way. Life will go on. Yeah. But for as me an and American you, citizen, for all of us, or I don't know about you, it's, but it, it's disheartening that these are the people that we're supposed to be proud of, yeah. that represent the United States of America. And I have to, before I let you go, Trey, uh, I did a wrestling podcast with Trey for people that are listening to this that didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Most people did. Uh, oh, this is the Trey from Trey and Adam? <clears throat> yeah, this oh, is Trey. Right. What's up, Trey? Um, What's up, buddy? So about, what was it, Trey, about 10 years ago, Donald Trump was brought in to WrestleMania mm-hmm. as an attraction, <laughs> as a billionaire versus billionaire attraction with Vince McMahon, and literally helped them generate one of the biggest buy rates they've ever had for their company in history. 
had close to a million dollars fall from the rafters at WrestleMania, giving away free money to. And this was this was a Ford Field, so there was like sixty, seventy thousand people there. It's weird for us to watch this because I watched him as Donald Trump, the entertainer, the mm-hmm. reality show star coming into wrestling. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. This dude might become president tonight, Trey. This is really yeah. strange to me. And, and, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine last night on Xbox. We were playing some Titanfall 2, and they're, the, guys I was, the two guys I was talking with are both really into politics. And, again, I'm not. And, and I've given you every reason so far in this phone call why I'm not. But... You know, we were having a conversation last night, and, and and it was brought up about what Trump said about you know just grabbing a girl by the pussy, and yeah, that's that 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 it's bothered so me for a little while because I thought, man, this me. is the guy that might run our country. But right. Let's just let's let's be honest here. There's three dudes sitting here on the phone. All three of us have said something about a woman that if if our mothers found mm. out. You'd certainly not be oh, yeah. proud of. But the thing is, we don't run for president, though. That's the difference. No, no. The thing, that's no, true. no. That's I've never true. said. I've never said that I no, grab I mean, women by the pussy. Everybody, when I meet them, everybody has said some kind of sexist, dumbass comment that they wish they hadn't said. I think that's the problem: is that people are like, "Man, should we be giving this dude that much power?" Who's talking about grabbing pussies at the age of sixty years old? And it's just like, Ugh, I don't know about <laughs> yeah. that, man. It's just like, yeah. So here, here, here's another thing, Trey. You said you're in the military. I was. You so yeah. one of the big things that that really bothers me is what happens when he says, when Donald Trump says that he wants to stop letting Muslims into the country, or if he starts going to have the military round up Muslims to get them out of the country or, or all the Mexicans to get the Mexicans out of the country and is blatantly, blatantly, uh, uh, throwing away the constitution. Well, the way I feel about that is, and like I said earlier, that falls under the uh, what I was saying earlier about you know if, if this guy gets into office. Oh, here let me let me refine he, let me refine the question first, Trey. And uh, what from your your time in the military? What happens if you are ordered to do an unconstitutional act, or maybe posse comitatus restricts you from operating within the United States? What happens if you're told that uh, uh, that uh, Kim Jong Il has sent out a tweet that Trump doesn't like, and we're gonna we're gonna show him some strength, and the military is told to just drop a nuke, you know, 150 miles offshore, let them or 50 miles offshore, let them know that we're not fucking around, like th- that kind of situation where the only person able to do that. Is Donald Trump the only person that is able to to just yeah, show him show him a lesson, and that where where well, does that leave you? I mean, it scares you tremendously. But you've got to hope, you've got to hope, and you've got to pray that you know there's going to be people that are going to prevent him from being able to do shit like that. There's, you know, there's there yeah. there are, there's there's a lot of good people in Washington. Uh, these just these two clowns aren't the ones. I would hope he would it surround himself. You. Yeah, I would hope he would surround it's, himself with smart people. I, that's my only hope if he does pull this off tonight. Uh, that's the that's the one thing that's going to save our ass yeah. is that there are there are good people in place to prevent him from being able to do that. Yeah. Now that said, you talked about building the wall and keeping the refugees out and all of that. It's kind of a catch twenty two, and I'll and I'll, I'll give you this one. That's what I was talking about 
earlier when I said it scares me what could happen should he be in office, what that's going to do to the perception in America to other world leaders and other people with armies, you know, are they going to be, is he going to do something, say something that's so out of this world that it pisses off somebody else that causes them mm -hmm. to want to come to America and go to war? That's what scares me, number one. Number two, the other side of the coin is this, and, and if this comes off racist or what have you, then I'm guilty of being an American. Because other than military being sent to countries they don't necessarily personally want to be, but they're sent there because the United States government sent them there, how many times have you turned on the news and seen 50 pure white blood Americans blowing up shit in other countries in the name of Jesus Christ. We, it doesn't happen. The, the sad thing is, you've got all of these people coming over here and, and causing mayhem and destruction when it's under the guise of, we're trying to get away from how bad our country is, and then they come in here and they do stupid shit that ends up hurting our people. You got to see that side of it too. Oh, yeah. If Americans were going over, if Americans were constantly in the news for blowing up Iraqi airlines that were nothing but civilians, and they were just civilian Americans going over there to cause mayhem and mischief and, and, and terrorism and do shit like that, if they were to say, "Hey, we don't want we don't want Americans over here," then as a, as a white American, I would have to go, "Well, you know, we kind of deserve that. We brought that on ourselves." Same thing. I don't even know quite where to go with that one. Well, I, I see what you're saying. You're saying from a religious standpoint, if people were killing people in the name of Jesus Christ, we would be, you know, a little upset about that. I find well, all religion are, to be crazy. Say, so, well, I just, you know, the military, the, 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 the United States military goes over there and, and blows up their shit all no, time. Yeah, but they don't want to be there. But we're also they're not doing it of their own free will. But we but, also well, have to remember sent, we're a superpower, though, too. So we're everywhere. And they're sent there on behalf of, at the time, George W. Bush, who said that we ought to be there because that's where Og and Magog will come out of to herald the end of times. Like the, I'm just sick of America being the world police. I'm too. I think, I, think yeah, we should, yeah. I think we should focus on fixing America. Let everybody else focus on fixing their own shit. And you know, you want us to come over like and help you because some other some other country is trying to bully you. Pay us. I just it's just and this that's stinks. just the way I feel. This whole thing stinks. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. But yeah, and, and that's what I said earlier. That's why these conversations are bad. Yeah, because no, there's no right and there's no wrong. So when there's no right and there's no wrong, all mm. it is is an argument. Oh, no, Trey, uh, I, I am right all the time. <laughs> Sean's always right. <laughs> well, thank you for calling I mean, in, Trey. Any, any scenario that you're put into where you can't win and you can't lose, it's mayhem. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. It just, the whole thing stinks. So I, la I appreciate the perspective. You're the last person I thought would want to call this podcast tonight, Trey. So thank you for calling. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't like talking politics. I can. It's just not something I enjoy doing. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you put politics and the Cubs being in the playoffs, I stayed off Facebook for months just because of those two reasons yeah. alone. Yeah, he's a Cardinals fan, so you weren't a big fan of that one. That was, it didn't go no. too well, no. All right, sir. Uh, thank you for calling, and uh, I, I plug that we'll be doing some uh, podcasting stuff for Phoenix FM pretty soon. We're going to get together and, and record something pretty soon here, so we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Anybody I offended, just blame Adam. All right, thank you. Yeah, tweet me. It's my fault. I took the call. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good show. All right, thanks, Trey. Nice to see you, Trey.
All right, so uh, good good call from Trey. I didn't expect Trey to call because I I do wrestling podcasts with Trey. We yeah. we usually talk games. We usually don't talk politics, religion. But I never thought he'd call about that. But uh, my wife is freaking out right now. Why is your wife freaking? Because Trump might win. Uh, I'm. I just got the text. I can't handle this, especially not alone. I need to drink some alcohol and tell pass her to, out. Terrible fire up the podcast. And she was watching earlier, but I'm going to have a fucking anxiety attack. She was watching earlier. She was watching us earlier, and my buddy Mike Tedesco just sent me this text. He said, "I'm mapping out things on 270toWin.com. Donald Trump is at 279 if leads hold the way they do. So, you know, this. I have to tell you one thing too. You know, uh, was it who's from 538? Is it Nate? Nate Silver. Nate Silver. Yeah. He was pretty confident. He gave, for a while there, he was giving Hillary like a dominant, like she's got a 70, 80% chance. And then he dialed it back a little bit to like six to like 70-ish, 60%-ish. Yeah. Fucker was right again. The last couple days, he was getting a little nervous about, really? about calling it for Hillary. He was kind of dialing back in tweets. He was going like, ah, well, you know, you can't really predict all these, these polling, you know, things and these predictions and AP's calling it for Florida. For Trump, by the way. Really? But CNN is just conservative city over here, man. They're just, they're taking their sweet ass time calling this shit. So I don't know who to trust here. This is the problem is that, I mean, AP, I'm probably going to try. AP's not going to run that unless they got to. No, they're not going to run things like that. So CNN, man, maybe they just stink. Let me me go to the Associated Press. But I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching on Google and I feel pretty confident about Google's analytics. Yeah. And they haven't, which, so Florida, I'm bringing up, uh, Florida, he's still winning by 130,000 votes. I would say they should call Florida too for him. Yeah, that's, that's looking, I'm bringing up the, I feel like CNN's being, yeah, I guess you're right. CNN's being really conservative. I'm not really sure why, but AP has it 197 Trump Clinton 131. So I don't know. This is not going the way everyone thought it was going to go. At the end of the day, I might need another beer. I, I don't even know what to say right now. Like th- this amount of people thought Donald fucking Trump was a better pick than yeah. Hillary. This is like any like I get two shit sandwiches, right? But it's not one is like one's a douche, one's one, a shirt sandwich on South. Park. Like one is like a turkey sandwich that fell on the ground. And then it has a little bit of dog hair on it. You put the like, and you still eat that still one, okay. or a shit sandwich. I think the like, I, don't uh, get, I don't get the well, two. I don't get it. I'll 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 remind you about this. When we were first uh, discussing the possibility of Hillary becoming a candidate, I remember specifically you saying this to me. You said, "You mean two thousand? No, no. When we were talking know, earlier this year, how dare you? Uh, you were saying okay. if what she what she did with the emails, if if you did that, you'd be in jail, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm just quoting you. So I did. Now, so yeah, yeah. So in in that context, maybe a lot of people said, "Yeah, fuck that." I I, I don't I don't think. And I, granted, there's been a lot of investigations. They reopened it. They closed it again. You know, they they're saying they didn't find anything. There's there's no. You know, there's there's all this information out there that you can get. You can look through the WikiLeaks emails. There's a lot of shit in there that's dicey, but a lot of people are just like, yeah. so who cares? Back to my back to my statements earlier when I was saying that I'd be in jail. I would be in jail. I don't think I would even get the if I had done what she did. I don't think I would have gotten the benefit of the doubt to have. I would have got an investigation, right? But if sure. I had deleted it, there would have been some statute they'd have pulled up. 
I, I don't think I, I think they would have found a way to get me. However, Comey went with a letter of the law that did like they didn't bend the law to get her, right? They went with the letter of the law. Sure. This is this is the way the law reads. She didn't do anything wrong. I wouldn't have gotten that. And that's what frustrates a lot of people. Sure. But then when you actually read the letter along what she did and what she had on the emails that they found, right? She didn't break the law. And Comey was actually somewhat political, not political. Comey was actually very honest in his assessment on, yes, she was very careless. She shouldn't have done this, but she did, but she didn't break the law. Sure. But there's nothing preventing her, anyone from doing this. So I can't just, I can't just throw her in jail because we don't like what she did. So that's, that's what I like. That is after a, a, a silly amount of time paying attention to her emails. Uh, my, my take, I still stand by my original statement, but now my, my information has altered it to the, my information has altered my understanding of the situation, but I still think she got a lot of, pre- I think she got some, not preferential treatment, but I think she got some diligent look at that law Ooh, book. Oh, yes, right? she did. Yeah, that you and I wouldn't have gotten. No, we would have never got anything like that. So uh, we're coming up on eleven o'clock Eastern, ten Central, our time. Uh, Facebook Live lets us do this for about an hour and a half. I'm going to keep it. We still have another twenty minutes until that kills. At this point, I was kind of confident we would have a result, but maybe I'm. No, no, you're you're dreaming. Uh, looks like this is going to drag out for a little bit. So, I think we ought to just go on to a second one. Everybody might have join to. us on the second we one. We might have to fire up a second one. Um, Senate. I want to see. So, Iowa for Senate. Am I too hot right now? No, you're go? good. Okay. Uh, where'd it go? Chuck Grassley won. Again, that fucker. <laughs> Shot is not a Chuck Grassley fan. I am not a fuck. Oh, but only 21% reporting. Oh, but he only won with 53% reporting? of the vote. Huh. Patty Judge, well, he's got 60,000 more votes than she did. So Hillary definitely. Uh, has Hillary officially taken Iowa yet? No, not yet. Okay. She's in the lead, though. But not I by don't much. Under, but, I, well, I do have. Well, I don't want to jinx it. Let's talk about Iowa later. There's so much more to go, 21% though. 21% of the precincts reporting. And I don't know whether I'm being. So I guess like I, I'm not superstitious. That's stupid, but I don't understand how I don't understand. Well, I do. I do. I and I appreciate if Iowa goes blue and doesn't vote for Trump, I will appreciate. I will have appreciated Iowans splitting their ticket because there were people that actively went out for Chuck Grassley that didn't vote for Donald Trump. If that's the case, because Chuck Grassley has three hundred and one thousand votes. And then when we go look for president under Iowa, um, there are two two hundred fifty five thousand votes for Trump. Yeah, uh, quite a bit, quite a bit there. So there's quite a bit of people that voted for Grassley, but not Trump, which is I was one of them. Surprising. I voted for Grassley. You're gonna punch did you? Me. Yeah. I did. No, I'm not gonna punch you. Yeah. yeah. I just think that he's an. I just think that I like the an, energy stuff he's done. That's about the only thing I would found positive. I don't like the fact that he like took the Constitution. And was like, eh, yeah, I didn't really. I'm like not going to talk to that guy that the president wants to. Yeah, make, I wasn't big go fan on to the Supreme Court. Yeah, I was. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Chuck. Fuck you, Chuck. Ellie, fuck you, Chuck. Like you, you no spine having piece of shit. 
There, he had ten months left in office, and you're just like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to his guy. So she's up by how much in Iowa? Five, six percent? Yeah, Goosey's talking about it in the chat. So uh, that's interesting because I kind of thought Trump was going to win Iowa. I'll be honest with you. I did too. So, and so did everybody else. Well, that's only twenty four percent of precincts reporting, and that like it looks like. It looks like she's got everything that's major metro in so Iowa. So we're getting ready for some polls to close here, sir. Uh, I may need to take yeah. the feed here. Let's let's take the feed here. Let's see. Hold on. Let me take a let's see what Wolf has got going. Let's on. take a phone call here. That's silly. Fucker. Actually, wait. Let me before I take a phone call. I'm going to go to this. CNN here. projects Hillary Clinton will carry the state of California with its 55 electoral votes. A huge win in California for Hillary Clinton. She will also carry Hawaii with its four electoral votes. Hillary Clinton wins in Hawaii. Donald Trump, he also has a win. Uh, Donald Trump will win in Idaho with its four electoral votes. Another win for Donald Trump in Idaho. All right, let's take a look at the Electoral College map now with these uh, Oregon and Washington State, by the way, too early to call in those states. Oregon and All right, let's take a call. Let's go to area code 716. You're on Flyover Politics. Who's this and what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Todd uh, calling in from uh, New York State. I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I, Hi, Todd. I, I'm, I'm watching this, and I don't know if everybody else is going through this right now, but I'm in, I'm in a state of disbelief. <laughs> we are, too. what I'm seeing. We I don't know too. if you guys have been talking about this yet or anything, anything but I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, am I the only one that's in a state of shock right no, now? No, uh, and hi, Todd. How are you, sir? Um, we are very in shock. Sean's sitting to my left. He's in shock. He's getting texts from family going, what the fuck? Uh, I have to tell you, all these projections I've been reading for months and months and months about how Trump had no shot. I remember I, I read an article this week by Deadspin where they basically said that Trump was going to get completely annihilated. Um, I just got a text from my sister-in-law who just said, is anyone else having major anxiety right now? I think collectively, if you didn't cast a vote for Donald Trump tonight, um, you're getting you're panicking. Yeah. And if you voted for Donald Trump right now, you're probably smiling and kind of going like, well, this is going a little differently than the media had kind of uh, had portrayed it. So, no. Oh, I, I, gotta, I don't know if I have enough time for this, but I, in the interest of full disclosure now, I live in Buffalo, and for those listening, I don't know if any of you used to listen to the wrestling show Monday Night Mayhem. I was the co-host on that. Um, since then, I'm a Democratic committeeman in New York State. Now, what I do is I go out and I get people to register to vote, and, it, and either side. We just want people to vote, because the more people vote in an area, whether it's Democrat or, or Republican, the more attention you get from mm -hmm. your state, from the federal level, everything else, and stuff. And myself, like I spent the entire month of May and June going door to door and talking to people and and hearing opinions and both sides it was very convoluted i mean this is the most insane election process i've ever been a part of and it just it it um, some of this stuff has me speechless even now i'm sitting here and just blown away that a lot of the things that people believe that has gone on during this election so let me give you a for instance now you always hear trump talking about it could be rigged it's rigged that's the type of stuff i work on yeah. For there to be any sort of rigging of the election at, an, at a, even a state level, it would take hundreds if not thousands of people to work in concert together, leave no paper trail, no electronic trail, and everybody to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an impossibility. It's an impossibility that, that uh, uh, you could rig an election on any large enough scale. 
Um, well, it goes back to The Sopranos. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you guys watched The Sopranos, but there was a great thing, you know, years, you know, in an episode years ago, Tony Soprano talking about secrecy. He says, "Yeah, three people can keep a secret when two of them are dead." <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at I, I got to tell you, Todd. Right now on CNN, they're showing all the stocks and fucking plummeting. It's just plummeting. Even even worldwide, like Tokyo is down. Uh, I was Tokyo. just about to mention that. The Dow, the you Nasdaq, and the S&P. Another anecdote about that. Friggin' post 9-11, the very first day this. the stock market opened, the stock futures were at minus 540. Right now, it's at minus 680, which says that if Donald Trump wins the presidency, they consider it to be a greater disaster than 9-11. <laughs> that would, that's... Let's That's look at what's the volume on. What was the volume? Uh, Nasdaq. They said volume. right now, Todd, that the Dow is down nearly seven hundred points in the span. Yeah, well, of I just looked about fifteen minutes ago. I was at six eighty. Jesus, what a what a mess! I I do want to update right now. Uh, the updated tech, according to CNN, right now their updated figures is two hundred one for Trump, one ninety for Clinton. So it is the gap is starting to close, but we're getting more results coming in. So well, they're also not real quick. They're also not including now. They because I'm watching the same thing you are. Sure. They just counted California and Hawaii for Hillary Clinton. They did not count Oregon and Washington State, which I want to say are another 12 electoral votes. Those almost traditionally always go Democratic, and right now they're too close to call. Blah 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 because they simply haven't had enough data come in. But you can almost comfortably predict, kind of like how New York State always goes blue, that yeah. those two states will also go blue. It's not good. This is Oregon is seven, and uh, Washington State is uh, twelve electoral votes. Okay, that's it's nineteen. There, yeah. Ooh, I'd good. rather be under than over on that projection. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> no shit. This is definitely a weird night because I just I'm I'm thinking back to all the projections I was reading this week and even you know for the last couple weeks and. Oh boy, they uh, they're they're quite off at the moment. So unless well, I will tell you, I, you know, again, because I deal, I I work on this stuff. I deal with this, and I do think that the you know they always talk about the October surprise, which is kind of a misnomer. But I think the thing with James Comey coming out two Fridays ago drastically changed this in a big way. That honestly, I mean, it, it's there's a war going on within the FBI. From what you know, you see and read and everything else. I don't want to sound like some conspiracy theorist and all that crazy shit. But when you have you know people that work in the judicial arm doing things that actually can influence people's thoughts, and then you know he he you know then does the you know oh sorry there's nothing here. Well, it's too late. People have already been early voting in some states for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that time frame, you've now influenced people to think something that is actually not true. It's just, it's one thing yeah. after another. It's just, again, this is just, I, this is amazing think, in the worst way to me. I think <laughs> in the in the aftermath of this, come what may, James Comey's name is going to be forever attached to this election because she was in a solid lead two weeks ago. And James Comey, a Republican, came out and said that she, that they were still looking into these emails when they had as little as three emails to go off of, that they had an email, they had a computer that Anthony Weiner had that Huma Abedin logged into once. Now having no information that any of the emails had been sent either to or from her, uh, and I think it was extremely irresponsible. And I don't know, I don't know what to think of James Comey right now. I'm pretty fucking mad at him. Whether like if you asked me two weeks ago, I'd have said he's probably just. 
letter of the law kind of guy, and he said he was going to alert Congress if anything came up, and something came up, so he did. But now I just want to, like, tell him he's a fucker to his face. <laughs> well, well, you know, most of the things I've seen about this and even heard, with, again, the dealings I have, you know, back here, is he's pretty much considered to be a pariah on both sides of that, whether it's Democrat or Republican. The Republicans were pissed at him when he said there was nothing that you could prosecute her on in July, as if that's like an opinion thing, you know. It's like your the opinion, man. <laughs> and then they were the, he pissed off the Democrats with the thing two weeks ago, and then he re-pissed off the Republicans on Friday when he said, oh, there's nothing here and stuff. But and the, the how thing, that guy survives this, if he does, is just beyond me. The thing that, the thing that I think saves James Comey is that I think he, he marches to the beat of his own drum and that drum is to be the best FBI that the, that he can manage, because I, he was he was second in command under John Ashcroft in the Bush administration, and I forget what it was, but Bush and Cheney, when Ashcroft was laid up in surgery, he was the man, and Bush and yeah, Cheney I don't gave him. Remember how absolutely bonkers Ashcroft was to begin with, and it kind of, that's yeah. kind of one of the lost stories of the W. Bush era. I mean, this was a guy who, you know, had something against dancing. I can't remember exactly, but let's try to look that one up for a good laugh. (laughs) And the reason I know about him is because he was from Pennsylvania next door to me, and quite often, you know, we deal with people in Pennsylvania back and forth, so you're always aware of state-wise your neighbors that are close to you. So uh, we've got to wrap up the part one here in like five minutes, Todd, so I'm not trying to rush you off the phone, but I do want to jump in here really quick and say that there's some massive discrepancies between what what the Associated Press is listing as mm-hmm. totals and what CNN is listing as totals. I I should probably look at some other outlets, but like right now, I'm going to put it up on the screen. CNN has it uh, 190 Clinton, 186 Trump, and the Associated Press has it 201 Trump, Clinton 197. So there's a lot of discrepancies about you know calling states and what's going on and. It's, well, I would bet you right now, real quick, I would sure. bet you that, the, okay, if you take it in 190 on CNN and 197 on, on the AP for Clinton, I would bet you money that what they've done, that seven electoral vote discrepancy, is that the AP has called whichever Oregon or Washington is worth the seven electoral Oregon. votes. And for uh, Trump, they've done the same thing. A state that CNN has not yet called, the AP is calling for Trump. And that's sure. probably where you have your difference. Okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, thank you for the phone call, man. We appreciate it. And we'll, we'll be back uh, for a part two. So if you have something else you want to say, definitely give us a phone call, man. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That was Todd, formerly of Monday Night Mayhem. So Facebook gives me a hard out oh. at one hour and 30 minutes. What do you, what do you got to yeah. say? Oh, I, I just wanted to. I, it was the Stellar Wind program. So Ashcroft ah, okay. was in bed, sick. And Bush and Cheney pushed it to James Comey and said, we need you to reauthorize this Stellar Wind program. And he looked at it and went, uh no that's illegal fellas i'm not doing that so a republican second command stood up to his own and so to me i think the man at his heart is is doing what he thinks is a letter of the law and being the best cop he can be sure well, we got a hard stop at 130 i say we fire this fucker back up we're gonna have going. to i think we'll take uh we'll take a piss break we'll get some more beer and uh at least i gotta take a piss break i don't know about you i'm and, good uh, i'm a man <laughs> You took a piss before this podcast. How <laughs> dare you, sir? I'm a planner. I'm a planner. So uh, we'll uh, we'll reset here. We'll come back on my uh, Facebook page and we'll post it on the Train Adam Show because I know a lot of people are hanging out. And I guess we'll uh, we'll hang out until we get a winner because uh, it's looking like it's gonna it's gonna take a while. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Maybe another hour. We'll find oh, something. Maybe. Fuck. In another hour. We'll need to just fucking I don't know. Get our moving plans going to Trinidad and Tobago. 
Are you really gonna want to move? No, fuck. I'm, no, I'm an American. Move. I'm not. Gonna I'm move. an American. I thought that's kind of what I was. I'm an American. I'm not. I'm gonna fucking stay You're here not and gonna make sure move. the Muslims don't have to leave. How dare you? Okay, uh, we are going to sign off momentarily. We'll reset. If you're listening to this on the MP3 archive, we'll just transition right into part two so you won't even notice we took a break. So Maybe. We'll be, uh, maybe, possibly. So we'll uh, we'll be right back, everybody. We'll uh, be on the same on my Facebook profile, and I'll share it again on the uh, Trey and Adam Show page as well. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back, everybody. Peace. If you like beer and alcohol, you might want to start pounding it. Well, maybe... If- for, for different reasons. If you wanted Donald Trump to win tonight, you might be celebrating. And if you wanted Hillary to win, you might be, might be having a bad day. It's Reliable Politics Part 2. We're live again, covering the 2016 presidential results. I am Adam Martin, joined by Sean. I am Sean. He's Sean. Hi, Sean. Sean's not in a good mood right now, everybody. Not really. This is fucking ridiculous. You should have heard Sean earlier. We were grabbing some beers, relaxing a little bit, and he was... Watching CNN. Waxing poetic about what could possibly happen to our country with... This ridiculousness. The man, this this guy, is going to have a Republican Congress as well, it appears. So you have... that way. You will have a seat that Republicans held open in the hopes that their candidate would be able to appoint a conservative justice... And they did it, and they're gonna fucking win. And it pisses me off that they get to win. It does. Like, you threw tantrums, and they win. You ignored the Constitution, and they win. President Obama made a nomination, and you ignored it. You ignored your constitutional duties, and now you're gonna be rewarded. I can't understand how you're able to reward something like that. I can't understand how the how the democracy is working like this. I don't think it is working, to be frank with you. But I can't understand how how and if Hillary was if Hillary was winning, I'd tell you the same thing. I don't think a democracy is working. But sure. there's different parts. There's di- like there are different parts of how the democracy is broken. But I don't understand how uh, this could be happening. I, I honestly don't. Even if and I'd be fine if there was a balance of power in that Hillary won. And ah, fuck, we didn't get the Senate. Who gives a shit? Or not we, because I'm not part of the Democratic team. But sanity didn't get the Senate. Okay, whatever. At least we have a balance of power. There's checks and balances. And uh, there's not a whole shitload you can do about it. The text I'm getting right now, I just got a text from my buddy Ben Bauer. He goes, what in the fuck is actually happening right now? And everybody's uh, panicking. Like, I've never collectively seen this amount of people panicking. Just look at your once. Facebook. Is, like, it, is it just like... Yeah, yeah, go on your own Facebook. Facebook is just like it. I haven't actually hit my Twitter f- or my Facebook feed. Actually, let me check my Twitter I haven't feed. looked in Twitter. I haven't looked on Twitter since May. Yeah. I can't... I hate Twitter. I can't go on there. It's just... It's a. It's, a, it's probably a mess right now. I don't it's even know. It's just a, a not good place. Twitter is just an awful, awful, awful yeah. place. This is going to be a fun night, everybody. Strap in. We got some... We have one more beer left, so... There is nothing... There is nothing good about tonight. So let's uh, let's let's explore where we're uh, where we're doing this. By the way, we are taking calls. I'll put the number up here. Two one seven nine zero nine two four four seven four is where you can reach myself and Sean, or Sean and I. Is that the more proper grammar I should be using? Uh, let's refresh. The should I say screw CNN's projections because they seem to be a little 
They seem to be wishy-washy, and they seem to be, I don't know. Well, I'm looking at Google, and Google has Trump at 232 and Clinton at 209. I can confirm you what you're saying. CNN and AP have it both. Clinton 209, Trump 232. And we have a phone call already. So oh, wonderful. Who, who let's that? go to the phone lines. Welcome to uh, Flyover Politics. Who is this? Area code 248. Ken Cole. Hey, Ken Cole. Remember Ken from uh, a couple podcasts ago? Yeah. There, yeah, there we go. Ken, how are you doing, man? I am depressed. Everybody's so mad right now. So, okay, elaborate. Uh, Elaborate, sir. uh, So, obviously, everyone, a a lot of eyes are on Wayne County, which is uh, uh, the Detroit area of Michigan. Therefore, you really have no idea what the hell Michigan's going to do probably for the next two hours. So, sitting and watching, like, I just left the brewery um, a lot of beers in. Um... (laughs) But, yeah, definitely a very depressed night, to say the least. Everybody's very angry right now. I think the anger might come from the fact that um, pretty much every projection had Hillary winning this. I don't know if I would use the word dominantly, but... Handily. Would you think handily, dominantly? Handily. Not dominantly. Dominantly would be like, we didn't have to worry at all. Handily. I, I was thinking consistently, like, she was winning in a lot of different polls each way, every way. Um, but obviously with a lot of the, you know, especially with Ohio, Michigan, and North Carolina, so many specific voter laws and voter registration laws that hurt a lot of people and disenfranchised a lot of people, it, it definitely changed what a lot of people didn't think it would change. I don't know. It just, um, it's one of those things where I'm, uh, I'm looking at the numbers and... Uh, does it seem, I don't want to be presumptuous, but is it, is it borderline impossible for Clinton to win at this point? If I'm the map I'm looking at on Google right now, so, and you can follow along at home, just Google election results, it'll pop up. Uh, and then you can click through a lot of, a lot of data, uh, that pops up on your map there. Uh, but what I'm seeing, the only thing that's leaning blue right now is Nevada, Minnesota, uh, Pennsylvania and Maine, and I, I, my quick math was like, it'd get her an extra thirty some, an extra thirty some electoral college votes. Yeah, and she needs sixty one. So unless something happens in Michigan, that really, that, it's and I, and I hate to cut you off, and I do apologize, but it's really going to be coming down in regards to Michigan, and I think Wisconsin that a lot of people didn't expect that something was going to. Uh, lean a lot more red. Mr. V just said in the chat, uh, 538 is saying that if Trump wins Arizona, it's over. Um, and Andrea, no, I'm not a Hillary supporter, but sh- should I call Sean a Hillary supporter or just a voter? No. <laughs> a Hillary I'm, voter, I'm maybe? A, I vote. I've, you voted I'm a, for Hillary. I'm a but. Trump. I'm a never Trump guy. You're a never Trump guy. Um, so, oh boy. So, uh, I did not want Trump to win, though. I didn't. I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary, but I did not think Trump was going to win. I, I was kind of under the impression that there was realistically no path. I mean, there was a possibility, but a lot of the projections were saying absolutely not. That wasn't going to happen. Um, there's what? There's Michigan, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Too early to call. So we do have some toss-ups. But well, I have how Wisconsin. There's uh, a CNN saying that though. There's like eighty thousand, eighty. 83,000 votes. Trump has 83,000 vote more votes than Hillary does 
in Wisconsin right now. And that's with 76% of precincts reporting. So the thought and, and what I'm looking at on this map here, the areas of Wisconsin that are still left to report in are rural areas, which rural typically leans uh, Republican. So. For people just joining us now, Andrea is asking why you're a never Trump guy because some people weren't with us on the um, the the first part. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrea. Um, well, I'm happy to have. Uh, if you want to listen earlier, there's a longer explanation. But mainly, I think Donald Trump is a human sack of shit, <laughs> and I think he's completely uh, unable to hold the office of president with the dignity that it deserves. With the respect it needs to be, uh, it, that one that uh, uh, one needs to give it. I don't think he has an understanding of uh, politics, the economy, international affairs, domestic affairs, uh, monetary policy, uh, and if for no other reason, the man says that he was going to renegotiate the United States debt, which, if you understand. Uh, what that means, it means that he was going to usurp the full faith and credit of the United States government that backs the dollar that you have in your pocket. So your dollar is a fiat currency. It's not backed by gold. It's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government, which means that it, if you do something to undermine that, your dollar value plummets. Um, th there's just no... There's no way of getting around those comments that he doesn't understand monetary policy. That a comment like that as President of the United States would spend send stock markets reeling. Uh, just the fact that the man's going to be president tomorrow, or going to be elected president tomorrow, and then he doesn't get to be president till January, um, is sending the stock market reeling. So if you want to just focus on focus on monetary and fiscal policy, there you go. Uh, Ken, while we have you on the line, I just refreshed the latest totals, and we now have Donald Trump with 238 electoral votes and Hillary Clinton sitting at 209. So uh, if you were scared, worried, frustrated, concerned, I would uh, start puckering that butthole because it's, uh, it's starting to get real at this point. I agree, and I, I wanted to uh, make note, because uh, we, we had mentioned in regards to uh, a group of friends and I on Facebook um, about the stock market something, but there is a trend in regards to an election year without an incumbent president um, that the stock market does go down, which we saw in 2008 as well as 2000. Um, so as much as I agree with you that Trump is a piece of shit, um, in regards to checking out the stock market, I believe there is uh, enough of a trend to understand that it is not necessarily a a, a fact cause based on Donald Trump itself. Sure. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that uh, uh, that data on hand. But uh, another indicator that for me, maybe you could help me comment on this. But when Hillary, when when the FBI came out and said, oh, no, sorry, round two of emails that we just found, there was nothing there. The stock market rallied. To me, that, that indicated that uh, they liked her, that they were backing her um, because there was like nine straight days of uh, 
stock market losses. And then all of a sudden, Hillary's cleared. Uh, not cleared, but they announced that uh, uh, none of the emails they found had anything to do with her and uh, hadn't been something they'd seen before. And stock market soared. You yeah, I, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish this up and I'll hang up so that if anybody else wants to call it, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but in regards to me, as, as we're talking stock markets, we're talking, you know, fiscal, um, the, the fiscal policy, especially with Trump's fiscal policy, unless you make over $250,000 a year, you're not going to see any type of break that he's basically promising. Right. Um, you're going to see a break with it in comparison to what Hillary Clinton's uh, tax policy was and her plan for tax. You're not going to see any type of you're you're, you're going to make more money if Hillary Clinton was president than if uh, Donald Trump is. Obviously, that's not the law. Like, there's going to be things like what you know, how many kids do you have? Are you married? Are you single parent? Etc. Mm-hmm. But in regards to your general basis, middle class and lower class uh, taxpayers, you're going to see a much better uh, return on your taxes, paying less into taxes. Uh, than you would with Donald Trump. And I think that is one thing that he sold, that he was, you know, stating he's going to uh, cut taxes, whereas Hillary's going to raise taxes. But really, unless you're in the top 1% of income makers, and I mean, that's even higher than the top 1%, because I believe the 1% cut off 157000 Um Anything higher than 250 that's where you're going to start seeing the issue. And yeah. the, the people, the majority, fell for it. I'm just gonna yeah. let that sit there. <laughs> well, we'll see how the next. This, this is what this is what happens when you have an uninformed voter populace, and they care about things like whether he'd actually grabbed her pussy, and you have three debates that didn't talk about major issues in any substantial, like didn't really talk about main major issues, like global warming well, never we, came up once. We like, saw it. I do. I do apologize for interrupting real quick, but that's all right. um, we did know. have a local vote in regards to Oakland County, which is where my residence is, even though I live in the city of Detroit. Um, my residence is in Oakland County in the city of Troy, and there was a person named Al Brooks Patterson who's a major Republican in the city of, uh, or in Oakland County, mm. and he basically called for the genocide of all Detroit residents. Wow, and that's not like that's not a joke. That was we need to build a wall around the city of Detroit and give them blankets and corn like the Native Americans. Yikes! That's what he said. And uh, what, what it happened? happened to that that's exactly like word for word. You can find that on I believe it's a USA Today article called uh, "Let Detroit Die" or "Detroit Must Die" or something Jesus. like that, uh, written by him <sighs> and. Uh, in this article, you're you're reading it, and my father, who voted for L. Brooks Patterson today, I asked him. I said, you know, do you want me to die? Because those are his exact words. And this is this isn't like the late '90s, early 2000s when Detroit was really a shithole. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a shithole now, but it's not really a shithole. And like he he made the comments in 2014, which is just unacceptable. And so, like, like those kinds of things is what takes me away from a lot of the right-leaning politics as much as I used to find myself, you know, leaning fiscally right, fiscally conservative. And now I'm like, how could I even trust someone who wants to kill me? What What is that guy's name? L, like the letter L, Brooks, is in, like, 
Brooke Shields, but only mm-hmm. B-R-O-O-K-S, and then Patterson is the last name. So if, if you put Al Brooks Patterson Detroit Genocide in Google, um, it'll bring up probably the Native American protest against Al Brooks Patterson, as well as the, uh, uh, the, the quote in regards to uh, building a fence around the city of Detroit and basically killing everyone inside. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the phone call, Ken. I know you were uh, nursing some beers and watching the results come in, and we're we're going to be sitting here. Hopefully, we're going to find out something soon because there's still a couple more uh, areas to come. But uh, as hey, of- hey, Adam, can you do me a favor? Sure. Take care and spike your hair. <laughs> How dare you, sir? All right, thank you for the- <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye. He, that was a pro wrestling reference. I, I imagine it would. Yeah. yeah, I figured that most of the inside jokes I don't get are pro wrestling things. So I'm looking at this ape. I'm going to put it up on the screen here. We got to look at Utah, too. I'm looking at the screen here. Uh, so Minnesota, she's in the lead uh, with 65%. That's 10 electoral votes. Nevada, she's in the lead. There's only about 18% reporting. That's six. Pennsylvania, she just has a slight lead with 80% reporting. Maine, she's in the lead with 64% reporting. The problem is he's at 238 and you have Arizona, where he's got a decent lead, 49 to 45%, with 56% reporting. That's 11 votes. Iowa, he's in the lead. He's likely going to win that with six. Wisconsin, he's in the lead with 10. So uh, Michigan also, he's got about a 2% lead. That's 16. That's so, your next president, Donald fucking Trump. I think Donald Trump's going to become the president of the United States of America. And I, I don't, <laughs> uh, unless for some strange reason... These percentage uh, estimates that are coming in in these precincts changed somehow. No. Um, somebody in the in the Facebook chat said, "I'm trying to remember who said it. Uh, I think it was Robert uh, who said that at the moment Fox is saying she must win all of the remaining seats. The so, all of them. Yeah. Uh, Goosey wants to know the phone number. Phone number is two one seven nine zero nine two four four seven. If uh, you want to give us a phone call here today, let's we look at phone. let's look at Utah real quick. So I'm let's looking look at Utah. Utah. Donald Trump's winning with 53% of the vote, 163,600 votes. Hillary Clinton has 21% with 66,000 votes. And Evan McMullen has 21% of the vote with 66,000 votes. She and he are about 200 votes apart. Which is interesting to me that Evan McMullen, an independent running on a Republican platform, like he is a Republican, is... Pulling from Hillary Clinton. Like, that's who he's pulling from. He didn't pull from Donald Trump. If we look at this, uh, or maybe or maybe we could, one could say that uh, he maybe he did, but it just seems uh, surprising to me that he didn't pull more from Donald Trump. I don't know much about Utah politics or their, their, uh, um, their counties, but it just seems to, that that's just the way it seems to me. Do we have a caller? We do have a phone caller. Area code uh, 218. Welcome to the show. Who's this and what do you got for us? That's uh, your good old fat guy from Minnesota. It's Goosey. Hi, Goosey. How are you, sir? Yes. Um, So I'm following the um, Fox News. Granted, yeah, okay, it's Republican bias. No, but they got got pretty good predictors, though, so I got to get it. They have it at 254-209. Okay. What did they, and what did they, they, called, re- they called Georgia for Trump. Georgia, okay. So that's how they got the... And then was, they called Wisconsin for Trump, which 
he he canceled his event there this weekend. Yeah, which is interesting that he like, would. Uh... Is, yeah. Uh, so Hillary Clinton needs to win Arizona. Arizona. If she doesn't, and... if she doesn't, she can't get to two seventy. Whew. So we're down to Arizona as a possibility. Even when... even if she runs, because you have six with two hundred nine, you have sixteen from Michigan with two twenty five. 20 from Pennsylvania, 245. And right now... 4 and, from New Hampshire, 249, yeah. 253, 263, and then 6 from Nevada. And they just called Trump. I, they just called Iowa for Trump, so that was 6 more votes yeah. uh, for him. And, Arizona, and, you, and, you, and you know Alaska's going Republican. Oh, because, of course they are, yeah. That's definitely yeah, going to go Trump. So, that's, so technically, realistically, it's 257 to 209 right now. And I'm looking at the Arizona results. That's 11 electoral votes. He had Donald Trump is 49.37%. Hillary Clinton has 45.78%. So it's relatively close. Only 56% reporting right now. So that's going to be the one we're going to have to mm-hmm. keep an eye See, on. Fox, Fox, Fox has it 49.4 to 45.8 with 61%. Now, what is interesting is the uh, famous sheriff racist Joe Arpaio got kicked out. Yeah, he got we were beat just talking tonight. about that. Well, that could, uh, could mean that there's an uptick in minorities. Definitely Hispanic vote was but, supposed to be a factor in Florida, but I guess not. <laughs> but Trump I tell you, if Trump wins Arizona and she has, she has to run the table, it's pretty much it. It's, it's close, it's, though. It's, like, it's over. It's it's over. It's one of those things where it's like I did not think it was going to be down to the no. wire like this, and this is what's making yeah. this so interesting. Was that like, you know, a couple more of these come in, she'll gain a couple, but man, he's he's close, man. He's a lot I'll, closer than she is. <clears throat> and I, I'll tell you, I know I I pushed the Trump rhetoric. Yes, I voted for him, but I went into the knowing, okay, my guy's going to lose. Yeah, I w- I was already be like, okay, Hillary won. I'm going to get behind her until she proves me wrong. You know, the past is the past. And let's, you know, do good for this country. But, boy, I, I'm floored. I am really floored that yeah. he is he's dominating. My buddy uh, Devin in the chat right now is talking about how in denial CNN is at the moment. We have CNN up on the uh, up on the screen. And they're, yeah. they're, they have it 232, Trump, Clinton 209. So they're not quite committing to that 244 number that the AP is yeah, committed to. In- but... But they're they're in denial. They've been in denial all night, yeah. I think, as we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, they have. Right. Yeah, they've, they've been trailing quite a bit uh, from what Google is putting up. So they, I feel as though they are taking raw data and they're interpreting. Donald know, Donald they're... Trump just took the lead in Pennsylvania with ninety percent reporting. He leads oh, by six thousand votes. Let's see. How much did they? How much? How much did they? How much? How much did they say was eighty-nine percent reporting? Okay. okay. Interesting, because AP, AP has two million five seventy-eight four four five. She has two million five seventy-two. And they're down. They're looking at. Uh, they're looking at a specific county right now, a series of counties in, in Pennsylvania and CNN right now, and they're doing a. They're standing by for a predict a projection. Yeah, they're a little behind over there on uh, on CNN. Um, MSN yeah. has it two forty four two oh nine. So that's what the APs are also reporting as well. MSN. So, yeah, my, uh, well, I, you would, well, I kind of forgot uh, they were a thing. <laughs> to be quite honest, they're with they're the same thing. Like the yeah. AOL wannabe AOL, AOL in the early two thousand. Yeah, this and is they're a, saying that the GOP is going to win both. Uh, is 
thousand in the Senate. So it's going to be complete Republican control. This is going to be this so, uh, is going to be a full on Republican show for the next four years. It looks like we're going to get. So is. this is going to be interesting because we had eight years. I mean, granted, there was some flip flopping uh, between Democrats and Republicans in, in other areas, and it was heavy heavily dominated in the uh, the executive area. You know what? There's a part of me that wants to say fucking good. Yeah. You know what? You want to go full Sam Brown back on America? Do it. Yeah. Fucking do it. I think people... Push all that shit through. You you can have four years to do all the growth that you want. Let's fucking see how it works. Let's see how it goes. If you want to be obstructionist little crybabies for the last eight years, great. Let's let's let you... You guys have your turn. Let's see how it works out. Yeah. And we'll see, like, in, in four years, we'll see if we're better off. Because there was, a, I guess, the other the other right. way to look at this too, Goosey, is a lot of promises were made on Trump's end uh, in the last year. We're going to kick out Mexicans. We're not going to allow Muslims. We're going to reduce taxes on the rich people so that all that money can right. trickle down. So we're going to see. See if all that shit fucking happens. It's going to be an interesting right, four years. You're also going to see Bye. a buddy. You're also going to see a guy who had a server talking to a Russian bank for fucking months, taking orders from the Kremlin, like Russia chose a presidential candidate. Yeah, like, that's kind of crazy. A, a foreign country played a major part in a presidential candidate. Like, the only thing that we can hope for is the FBI investigation in Trump's ties with, with Russia leads to him being impeached and removed from office, and then we can have Mike Pence... At least somebody who has an understanding of economics. But that's probably not going to happen, though. That's, that's, I don't know. Like, fuck, what, what are you going to do what? when the FBI turns over a fuckload of information? And then we have to go back Which, to... Which, to be fair, granted, I was, I've was i been talking to a lot of my Democratic friends. I know I'm from Minnesota, Democratic stronghold. Uh, look at 1984. <laughs> How embarrassing that was. But there was a lot of them who said, I just... You know, I can't get behind Trump, but I don't like Clinton either. But I tell you, if Pence was the candidate, I would vote for Pence. This is just weird. I, it was I, just, I, I mean... Gen- I generally like Pence. Uh, I think that one bill where he wanted to jail gay couples for... Yeah, it's a little, a little silly. Being gay was a little extreme, but... It's just, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm but sitting see, here... Like, things like that, to me, are like, well, I can't I can't allow somebody to like that. If, they, if he didn't have an opposition... Because if you look at what's going to happen, Trump is going to be president. The Senate and and the House are going to be Republican controlled. I guarantee you, as soon as they gavel in, they're going to blow up uh, the filibuster. So then they can they can win. They can push things through the simple majority. And and Goose, you said that like, well, you know, I don't like that, but I'd vote for him. But what happens if he actually gets to do that? What what happens if he actually gets to jail gay people? Because there are still laws on the books in some states that say sodomy is a crime. Now, they don't specify a man and a man. Or a man and a woman. Right. But they still specify that sodomy is a crime. So you start throwing people in jail for sodomy and you just happens to be that you catch all the men and the men. Or throwing them in jail for being gay. Then what... Like, you voted for somebody who said he was going to do that. Eh, you didn't think he was going to be able to because there'd be people that'd stop him from doing truly crazy shit. Well, you're about to have a situation where you can have some little conservative utopia in three of the three branches of government, Goose. Three of the three branches yeah. of government. 100% of your government 
and a fuckload of your state legislatures and your your state governorships are going to be Republican controlled. Yeah. Who the minority won't have a won't have a large amount of power to stop things like that that you think are silly. And then you have to rely not only on your voice, you have to rely on all of your neighbors' voice too. The same people that voted for him. You have to rely on the other Republicans that said, "Uh, I don't condone what Trump said, but I'm not withdrawing my support." Or I'm not not endorsing him. I'm just I can't I I don't like the guy, but I'll support a Republican ticket. And then you have never Trumpers like Ben Sass, who should be uh, Ben Sass and Lindsey Graham, who should be the heroes of the Republican Party that had said all along that this guy's bad news. And then you got a mainstream Republican Party that allowed this to happen because they assumed that Hillary was going to wipe the floor with him, and that. After Hillary was elected, they could say, I was true to the Republican candidate, and it didn't go our way. But here we are with Hillary, so let's just obstruct for four more years, and hopefully we get somebody with a fucking brain that can run for president. <sighs> like, But now you've got a situation in which there is no institutional checks and balance that stands between Donald Trump and going through... And deporting Mexicans. I'm just hearing you say Donald There's Trump. It's just weird. President, President Trump. President Trump. President Trump, a Republican Congress. It's weird. And a Republican or a conservative bench could put a religious test on refugees. So all those little children that are dying, trying to get here, like their parents are bringing them here from Syria, let them, let them die. That's like, that. that is just... That is just uh, unconscionable in my mind that you that someone could vote for a man assuming that he wouldn't be able to do the things he says he's going to do. We'll find out. I don't know. It's gonna with all the the talk. Was that too harsh? No, I don't think it was harsh. I just I don't I don't think it was harsh either. But maybe I said it in a dickheaded way. No, I'm playing. My 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 only response to it is Democrats. You had the perfect candidate to do it, and Bernie Sanders. Yeah, no, I agree. And cho- it's, and no, it shows the corruption and the greed of I, the yeah, I hope that machine. That, I right. hope that that's something that they learned. Bernie from Sanders would have won the fucking floor. With he would have, and, and he, it's why we supported him. And yep. we're we're sitting here perplexed at what we're we're seeing before us. So it's it's a yep. weird weird situation. Well, thanks uh, thanks for the phone call, Goosey. And thanks for hanging out tonight. Oh, I appreciate one, it. One one quick question, yeah, sure. and I'll hang up, and yeah, you guys sure. can answer this. How does this affect? Well, he won't have another Supreme Court nominee. It'll affect his legacy in that they're going to erase it. Yeah, his legacy is gone. They didn't let him do anything. Maybe. They didn't let him do anything. Uh, Well, his legacy will be the first African-American president. That's about it. Yeah. They they will have undone... You know what? Uh, We'll have to see in four, eight, you know, 16 years... And if if the Republicans blow up Obamacare, I think you're going to have a shitload of people who will all of a sudden not have health care. And I don't think you'll be able to explain away how those people have to go and pay fucking $400 for a doctor's visit. Or they walk it, they break their leg, and they leave with a $12,000 cast. I don't think that those people will understand... Whatever you're trying to pitch at them, saying that you're better off now for not having Obamacare. You don't have to buy insurance if you don't want insurance. And we made sure that didn't happen. 
And I think that you'll see a national health care program come down uh, as the next attempt. They're going to go, Obamacare failed because we tried to go that route. It wasn't working because Republicans stood against it. We need to have single payer. Like, that's the next step. You guys didn't want it to go the other way. Let's try single payer now. And I really, what, what I hope happens is he just goes here, let the states handle it. Handle what? They can't. They don't have the. They well, they've, have they've the, tried to handle it, and then the premiums have skyrocketed. So that's people that have been playing the, the political game. The but. states that the states that bought into Obamacare saw five percent rise. Yeah, it's in a little. Premiums. It's just this it was, is this is weird. I don't. The, and and what was interesting going into this was the, him using the term rigged quite a bit, but uh, seems to be going pretty well for him tonight. Uh, if he was wanting to use yeah. that term, I don't know if he uh, is going to be dropping that word tonight after things sudden all yeah. said and done. But all right, Goosey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. See you guys later. Bye. All right, uh, Hunter Golden in the chat room chimed in, said uh, fundamental issue was Hillary Clinton was at her core just an ad campaign. Lack of authenticity killed her. I couldn't agree. More. I couldn't. Agree. Yeah, I couldn't agree she's, more. She's a robot. First of all, um, I, the the times that they caught her being authentic were like accidents. <laughs> I know it's like, oh, whoops, we weren't supposed to be. Did you watch that mockumentary, Undecided? Uh, on yes, Netflix? I did. I did. I Hilarious. Did. Yeah, that was. But a... it, it also caught, and it was the same problem Romney had. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I saw personally, in person, saw Romney be authentic. He was at. I talked about it before. It was an August National Guard event in Reno, Nevada. He came and spoke. Uh, and he told a story about. He told a story about being a uh, governor and some of his troops uh, had deployed and he went and visited them and then asked, is there anything that, is there anything I can do for you? And they're like, would you call home? Let me, let them know that, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm all right. Just, you know, the governor yeah. saying everything's good to go. would be a, a real, real benefit to the family. He goes, I called the first family, I called the second family. And by the third family, they greeted me and said, well, hello, Mr. Governor. We've been expecting your call. And he was, he said he was floored. He goes, I was absolutely floored by the amount by the community that you all have, the the drive that you all have to do a good job. And it's not just you, it's your family. It's a family effort being in the guard. And it was the most human I have seen I had seen him uh, in person or, or on TV or in clips or even his own ads. It was the most human moment I'd seen on him. And they played in the undecided. Uh, these two guys went in with they were shirtless and it was something I forget what they were putting on but they had yep. drawn on their drawn on their chest some something about like settle for Hillary or something it was really funny and they were in the front row and they were getting escorted out and they're like Hillary Hillary they're trying to make us leave because we're not wearing a shirt we want to stay Hillary and she goes I'm fine with them staying as long as they don't take anything else off and it was the most like Yuck. that was the most accidental human thing that she could have said and. That is an accident. Yeah. Like it, Total accident. And then you have Bernie, on the other hand, who I will always love the guy who walks out and goes, all right, um, let's go. I have a, I have a announcement to make. Let's get this thing done. Let's get it over with. Let's get it over with. <laughs> and he was like, walked out like, I'm running Thank for president. You. Fuck you. Uh, if you want to vote for me, great. <laughs> if you want, if you don't, fuck you too. I'm going to change uh, politics. We got a revolution. All right. There's a bird that landed on my forehead. Or the bird, podium, yeah. The podium, yeah. Uh, bird landed on the podium. Birds love me too. <laughs> Birds love me too. Birds love me too. But like Robert said, there's about a thousand votes separating the two in Pennsylvania, so that one's getting pretty close as well. 
Uh, we do have another phone call, Sean, so I'm going to go to the phone lines. Let's uh, bring this one up. It is uh, area code 864. 864, how are you? Hey, what's up, Adam? Hey, this is David. Yeah, man. Hey, David. So what's going on, man? How you feeling? Are you uh, are you Team Hillary, Team Trump? Where, where are you at? Where are you sitting right now? I'm, I'm, I'm Team Let's Get Through the Next Four Years and uh, be okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come the next election. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely not Team Trump. I mean, I, you know, my state, I mean, I'm from South Carolina, and we, we kind of knew how this was going to go here. Um, but I think as far as everywhere else, today was a surprise to a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure you were caught off guard by how close yeah. everything is. But I, I think what it is, a lot of people didn't really want to come out and say they supported Trump, you know. Um I think some of them were kind of hush-hush about it, but once you get to the polls, well, there you get to make your decision in private, and you get to cast your vote. So, so I think that's that's what a lot of it was. But more importantly, and I heard you guys touch on this earlier, the Republicans are going to control not only you know the the, the, the presidential spot, but also the House and Senate. So we really are going to have the next four years of total control and pretty much them passing whatever bill they they they, they want to pass so mm-hmm. um i'm kind of like you guys fuck it let's let, let's see what you do with it you know yeah. but good I, luck you fucking I fucks i hope it works out i think we're all there right now we're just kind of like yeah we'll just we'll just ride this train and because I, I i have to say this because i think ultimately the biggest issue and i know there's going to be a lot of people with genuine shock tonight they're going to go what is going on i didn't think this was going to happen everybody was saying this wasn't going to happen we have to also remember like there's by no means am i going to punch a ticket to uh like canada or australia or something tomorrow this is still the country i live in yes this country made a very strange decision but i can't get mad at this country for making this decision when politics in general has been a massive shit show for decades now um and it's i was listening to joe rogan talk about this today with dave rubin on his podcast it was a podcast he taped yesterday and they were making the correlation and i was talking about this with sean before mm. that the system that we have now seems very outdated for where we are from a technology standpoint, from just the advancement of the internet and how information travels and how you can research shit really fast. And just the fact that we're sitting here and we're and we're staring at a map and electoral college, it just seems like we're on another wavelength compared to where the election process is where it is at, at the moment. I don't know if, if things are going to change or if people are going to decide to, I, I doubt that's going to happen. But from a from a cultural standpoint, we consume content differently than we ever have in the history of our lives. And this just feels like a fucking weird way to elect somebody. It feels like a strange, really strange way to elect somebody. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Look, Talk it, about it. It seems like the most, it seems like an asinine way, right? But so we, we talked to a guy earlier that was saying that the election process is so decentralized that it would be impossible to rig, right? On a sure. large scale. Sure. That is a def- that to me is a defense mechanism that if you made everything same same across the United States, like even we'll use the same voting machines across the United States. 
that gives you an infrastructure that is vulnerable to manipulation or attack, right? Sure. So the decentralized nature of us accepting and casting ballots, casting and accepting ballots and counting ballots, and the fact that it is manual leaves you to some fuckery like we saw today, right, with those like we need to we need to do a manual r- roll call, right? So sure. that led to long lines. That led to manual fuckery. But nothing that anybody could hack like in that mo- that show Scandal, where it's like, ah, we're changing the programming that spits out four That's instead of point. two, right? So things like that, you'd have to specifically target specific counties, but it wouldn't have done any good because well, nobody's even talking about Ohio right now. We're talking about Arizona, or Florida, Iowa, Florida, Maine, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania. So... That I agree with. Two, the Electoral College gives power to smaller rural areas, yes. which if you don't live in a smaller rural area, you hate. If you do live in a smaller rural area, you don't have people, like, specifically about Iowa. Um, just a second. Hillary Clinton wins Nevada, AP yeah. reports. Yeah. So let me finish, and then we'll talk about Nevada. But if you don't live in those states, let's say you're a farmer— uh, and you have to spray fertilizer on your crops. Fertilizer, or no, here, better better one, GMO. So you, you are a farmer. GMOs are labeled safe. Farming circles know this. You plant GMO because you're making ethanol, or you're making feed with GMO, uh, or you have Roundup-ready crops, and you're spraying Roundup responsibly. And you have no say in the electoral process because it goes off a popular vote. You have people in New York and California that'll be dictating, that'll be elected to dictate to farmers how they farm. Sure. And basically, if, they, if let's pretend that those granola eaters say... <laughs> granola eaters. <laughs> the, the granola eaters say GMOs are bad. Yeah. You can't plant GMOs. Sure. Boom. Fucking famine. Sure. Right? You're, you, you have to start slaughtering cows. You have a famine. You aren't able to produce enough for ethanol. You, you, it's just, and it's a fuckload more work. Yeah. Right. So like, the the benefits of the electoral college give kind of wash the power between areas, so you don't have peaks and valleys. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more gentle rolls and curves, right? That mm. that you the. But of course, like I might be singing a different tune once you look at it, and you get like if if you just gone with, well, no, because Donald Trump was leading in the popular vote as well. Yes, he he's leading fifty-two million. I thought at first, I thought at first he may actually win the popular vote and lose the electoral college. I mean, yeah. it, it, yeah. at the very beginning, it, it was sort of looking that way. Yeah, and I was like, wow, okay, um, that that would be interesting. But my my last thing, and I'm going to hang up and. Um, I'm actually working. So, um, anyway, <laughs> I, I asked, I asked uh, a few people that were voting for Trump why, and, and I brought up the fact that, okay, you know, the, the wall, as ridiculous as that sounds, what if he doesn't do that? What if he doesn't do, you know, and their response was, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Really? So it seems to me, especially in this part of the country, there, there's an underlying hate. And, and, and I'm not sure what people are angry about. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to take the country, who we're taking the country back from. Um, but 
a lot of people, especially in this, and I know I, Iowa voted, you know, for him too, but mm-hmm. down here, people are very angry, and and I and I, I hate I hate bringing up racism, but I think I think that has something to do with it, um, and. To, to me, it's just a very unsettling thing, you know, just to see these people, uh, because the last election, you know, yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it got somewhat heated, but it, it was nothing like this. Yeah. And, and even the people voting, you know, and, 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 and like I said, you, you had a black man running and, and around this area, you heard some very derogatory things, but you still didn't have people this passionate about putting the Republican in office. And this time, I would I would have hated to have seen what would have happened here, you know, because I'm pretty sure he's going to win. I mean, had he not won. So, um, but anyway, um, good job, guys, and uh, I'll try to listen as much as I can, but I'm on the clock, so uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, David, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All you right, too. so there's uh, – I think, I think kind of what he was saying was there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of anger in this country. I think maybe we do we underestimate how much anger was was out there. Maybe we thought, eh, maybe they'll. They're, I think there was this, there was this thought that yeah. okay, all these people came on voted for this during the primaries, but there's no way this many people are going to vote for him in the election. <laughs> Not so much because yeah. look what we're fucking looking at here on this map. I mean, it's. I, a little... I do. I do think that there is. Um, I I I'm I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. That there is a a large so he he mentioned the word racist right and I I'm I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that the percentage of that Trump pie right the 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 pie graph well, I don't know how big it is but I'm hopeful that the percentage of racists is smaller than the percentage of people that were trying to send a message that. We think that this process is corrupt, sure, and we're not taking it anymore. I think we have a caller right now, right? We do have a phone call. I believe this is uh, my buddy Hunter Golden. Hunter, are you there, sir? I am here. So uh, I, I have to tell you, you were tweeting and putting some stuff up on Facebook. I think today on Facebook, you put this kind of this estimate of how you kind of thought it was going to go, um, and it's mm-hmm. pretty much the opposite of what we're seeing. <laughs> right now yeah oh yeah um so what do you i mean i guess i should introduce hunter hunter used to work with mitt romney he's a east coast republican but not not uh yeah and you were not a donald trump supporter you i remember talking to you about this you were a little disappointed in actually what this has become (laughs) a little yeah a lot so what do you i mean you're the party that you would i'm thinking back a couple weeks ago i was sitting at a bar and I saw a tweet you put out where you said, rest in peace, Trump. Uh, you said, rest in peace to Trump when the, the pussy grabbing video came out. And yeah, I would have kept that. Like, are we in an alternate universe where you, I mean, granted, that yeah. what, what he said was, was fucking, you know, really bad. But the fact that, you know, he could say that many years ago and, and continue to keep his candidacy intact and then looking like he's going to become the next president. What the fuck? <laughs> Is my only is my only statement of what's going on right now? Well, I'm coming back to the what I said what I said in the Facebook feed, and the problem is it comes down to authenticity. And I think if you look at where we're at in American culture now, you know, we crave personalities that 
even if they're flawed, we're enraptured by them, and we give them our attention. I mean, look at the Kim Kardashians of the world. Look at look at these big personalities that can just be mostly repugnant, but we're we're transfixed by them. And I think people, because they're so force-fed, the manufactured images of things um, constantly um, that they're just tired of it. I think it's a cultural, I think it's, it's, I think, I think the political culture in this country lacks that fundamental understanding. And I think it's what made Obama such a compelling candidate for the Democrats. That's why I beat Hillary the first time. I think it's why Bernie Sanders gave her such difficulty in the primaries. And I think it's what cost Mitt Romney, uh, the presidency in 2012. You know, when I come back to it, it's, it's who would you rather have a beer with? That's a tough candidate to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, <laughs> you know, I think the candidate in that election is probably Donald Trump for all his craziness and lunacy. Um, I think people were really transfixed by his authenticity that, that somebody, you know, people, I feel like there's a culture with white men in this country. I think you guys touched on this a little bit, but kind of wanted to amplify it a bit that whether it's true necessarily or not there's definitely an undertone even among more moderate thinking white men that they're restrained from being able to say things even off the cuff like i always kind of described your 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 casual trump voter is somebody who doesn't really don't think about what they say like they're very wrapped up in their own life like they're the kind of person that would get into a fender bender with a black person in the morning Mm-hmm. And be screaming the N-word and be going nuts and going to work and complaining about how oh, black people can't drive and they're terrible. And then that night they go to a civil rights dinner or Martin Luther King brunch. <laughs> and they're, they're standing there singing, we will overcome. You know, and they're just very emotional where they are in the minute. I thought that Saturday Night Live skit was just so insane. With Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, oh, that Tom was awesome. Hanks is just, I'm just <laughs> fucking nailed it. You know, I mean, just just nailed the kind of person that they are. And there's definitely, you know, an underlying sentiment that they're made, being made to feel bad because they're just them. <laughs> and I think there is some, there's, there's sort of a, there's something sort of intoxicating about watching a person like Donald Trump just go around and say whatever the heck he wants to say, get in trouble for it, and have it not really matter. Yeah, the man has. You know, like, tell me one thing it, the man said as far as policy that was a firm policy stance. Nothing, and, that, and that's yeah. when I get back to it. I mean, and that's why they I don't I give a fuck. Would roll my eyes when I see people posting things like Donald Trump is a hypocrite, and imagine if he builds a wall. And I'm like, do you really think that he really thinks that? Because I don't know if he does, and and I don't. He thought about that. So he said it, mm-hmm. but like. He's, he's like he's like Chris Farley in Black Sheep. Remember where he goes out and they're doing the Rock the Vote concert? Yeah. And he's just feeling the vibe of the crowd, and then he just screams, Kill Whitey for Kill no reason. Whitey. And the record scratches. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is just kind of, you know, I'm just going to use this and say whatever the heck I want to say as long as I'm commanding the attention. That's all that really matters. And, it, you know, there's a great book out there, The 48 Laws of Power, that everybody should read. And, you know, that's. That's what they say is command attention no matter what. Any attention is good attention. 
and sadly that's the case here. Um, you know, I also think, you know, there's a couple of other pieces here that really just fundamentally get back to, to her. And I think part of, it's a terrible adjective to use, but the equal rights movement is that, you know, we talk about the grabber by the pussy thing with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people's immediate retort was, well, Hillary Clinton's married to a guy that pretty much sexually assaulted a list that's only been eclipsed by Bill Cosby. And she's <laughs> been much. married to him and, and used his access and influence to prop herself up and his machine to, to convey this, this 100% inauthentic image of a powerful woman. She's mm. not really that at all. I mean, if you go back through her track record, and this is where she had a problem, again, with Obama and even Bernie Sanders, and I think it was the one thing that that Trump hit her on intelligently that worked. She's been in government 30 years. Mm -hmm. What is Hillary Clinton's signature accomplishment? And every major initiative that she's been the spearhead of, even the marginal successes, have had baggage attached to them. Like... She, she, you know, Benzaghi is, is the 50-year-old hot dog that just won't digest. You know, Hillary Care is really, the, was the catalyst, her bungling of that, and outrageous antics during that whole discussion in the early 90s, was what really led to the Republican Revolution and the Democrats losing Congress and turning it into this gridlock and back and forth. She, she dropped the ball on that, running for president in 2008, face planted on that. Like, she has no signature accomplishment in the Senate. Like, not one piece of legislation she slung on her back. Like, go look at Elizabeth Warren, who I don't like, mm-hmm. who I find to be completely contemptible in a lot of ways in her own right. But, you know, when you think Elizabeth Warren, you think, yeah. you know. Someone who, someone who wears their policy right. on their sleeve. You know, she's going, after, she's going after Wall Street. She's sticking her neck out on the block and saying, swing the axe, I dare you. Yeah. And she never did that. And so when you're running on the on the on the uh, on the on a, on a resume, yeah, and saying I'm the experienced leader, I've held the positions necessary to do this, and you don't have the accomplishments and the achievements to bolster yep. that, that's not a strategy. That's a, that's not a, that's not a solvable campaign. Her- so what where political candidates get into trouble is, and I've always found this just in my experience, and then in 25 years of observing the stupidity is the, the, the worst candidates are the people that run on certain things and what's behind them reinforces the exact opposite. Not that they're hypocrites necessarily, but that reinforces everybody's suspicions about them. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that would be something that would come up with, like let's say Liz Warren ran on a national platform. You know, here's somebody that um, she's got a lot of time delay issues, you know what I mean? So like she's, <laughs> one thing she's advocating for is, is well, to, I'm talking about people that champion people who set their fucking and time. So one thing that she's talked about is, is student debt ratio. You know, it's going to be student debt and, and, and making college more affordable. That's like Pablo Escobar telling you you've got a cocaine problem. <laughs> I mean, this is the same person collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to, to be a college lecturer. You know, this is a person blasting Wall Street for, for fucking the subprime lending crisis, and she's flipping real estate on the other side. Like, 
that when when you have those things, even if they're minor offenses, yeah. on the reality of them, and the same thing with Benzaghi, you know, it, it wasn't so much the offense as the fact that it reinforced everybody's suspicions about it, and that's ultimately, I think, what killed Hillary Clinton from the get-go. It, 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 it's that lack of authenticity. It's the fact that people don't. She, she's not real. Well, you know, and there yeah. was this weird presumption within, like, this weird narrative, like, well, look at her and look at him. And there was just, like, as if, how could anybody vote for that dude? You know, and Hunter, that Hunter one, of, one of the things I want, wanted to talk to you about, I guess, now that you're here, how, how did politics evolve into, well, look at what he did. Look at that stupid thing he said. Or look at that, look at what she said. Or look at what she did. I, I feel as though it's the easy thing. I feel like it's just so, like, and give me your give me your ideas on this. I feel like it's the weak thing, the weak, the weaker position, the weaker candidate, the the candidate who doesn't have ideas, the candidate who can't put forth an agenda, the candidate who can't run on their own merits, the candidate who doesn't have the strength to educate a populace or or. Or get people to vote for them and their ideas and the things that they're putting forward for and the things they're fighting for. It's easier to run off of fear and the things you're running against or running away from. And what what is so fucking hard about getting Americans to go, I believe in this and I'm going to follow that one person to that area. Like if if you it had, is. I don't think it is. I don't I don't think it's hard. I mean, Ronald Reagan did it. Bill Clinton painted the vision, got people to follow it, and so did Barack Obama, even though he was a polarizing figure. But you can't dispute the electoral results. Right. I, I think it's it's easy to do. I think I think the problem there's so many. It's such a lot. This entire this entire cycle here. This inci- this but, entire cycle has been that. I feel. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I think a lot of it. There's there's a lot of fundamental issues right now that have been bubbling for a little while that really exploded tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite a bit. I'd say where I'll be honest with you. I I really do think that the the beginning of the divide was really Hillary Clinton and her bungled um, attempt at trying to pass the the first go round of quote unquote nationalized health care. Um, it was an extraordinarily unpopular issue at, at the time. But probably the least intelligent thing the Clinton administration politically ever tried to put out there, and they put exactly the worst human being on the planet. To, to spearhead that and it was they were so uh, they, they, they were so at it you know so adamant about it and it was rejected so firmly and they didn't back off of it and and Clinton in his first term really sort of tried to back burner a lot of the issues that people wanted to see the Democrats tackle things like welfare reform and things like that and it wasn't until mm-hmm. a Republican Congress really sort of forced his hand to do that um, and to his credit, he outmaneuvered them politically and was able to take a lot of credit for it and I think minimize the damage that it could potentially have been done um, had the Republicans you know, not had him there to check them. I think that's the flip side of that argument. But that's really kind of where the, I, I felt like a little bit of it started. Um, I think in terms of right now, what's really interesting is, is party politics I'm going to be really fascinated to see how the Republicans govern because they're not a United Party right now. I mean, we're not we're not a happy happy group, and I think some Democrats can take some solace in the fact that I do think there's plenty of Republicans that are going to stand back and go, "Yeah, 
this isn't going to play in my district or this isn't going to go so hot for me. And I think there'll be some acquiescing. I think there's going to be some things that are going to make you guys want to vomit. That's inevitable. I'm not convinced of that. Got, got the keys to the car completely. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be as bad. Um, but everybody keeps talking about the crack up in the Republican Party. I got news. I mean, read Twitter right now. I, I mean, look at, look at hardline social progressives and this sort of emerging campus left, which I'm sorry, they make a lot of the Tea Party guys look pretty sane. They do. Um, they're, they're gross. And, and they're seeping into the voting block and they're going hardline Democrat and, and they're, they're going to have, uh, well, it's good news, I guess, that the Democrats are going to have more voters. Um, that's going to be the fight. I mean, the Democratic Party autopsy, everybody's been ignoring it. One tweet I saw that was just, it was absolutely savage tonight. Hillary Clinton has given over 80 paid speeches since April, and she didn't stop to campaign, to, to campaign in Wisconsin once since then. And a state she lost to Bernie Sanders. Like, that is just fucking yeah. beyond me. And, and it's going to be the fundamental divide, I think, between that emerging left wing. One thing, I saw a really interesting lecture uh, from a guy who's been studying the evaporation of political moderation, which, by the way, is dead. Rest in peace forever. <laughs> um, but he, he was talking about how the, the Democratic Party starting to take a hardline turn towards the left. And they're moving at literally 20 times the speed that the Republicans move to the right. And I think this result tonight is just going to reinforce that. Oh, quite a bit. And, I think the problem fundamentally now has been district gerrymandering. I think what's really caused the, the hard line divide. Um, I still have a lot of friends, you know, that are in Congress, and I know a lot of elected officials, and and they're very different people when you see them on TV and when you talk to them behind closed doors, and they're like, my hands are cuffed. Like if I go back to my district with this, I'm fried. Like I've got, I've got, I can't do anything. I'm going to get primary. Like, there's just no way that's not going to happen. And so, I mean, I think the ultimate solution to bring people back to, to sanity's, you know, slumber is going to be realigning the primary system, open primaries on both sides. Yeah. Because people will be voted a lot more strategically. And you, you basically take the 35 to 40 percent of the electorate that's, that's very hard line and you, you marginalize them. But right now, they're running they're running the show i mean if you look at trump's you know uh base it's really only 35 to 40 percent of the republican party mm -hmm. um and some 20 uh, i look you know, if you look at this percent. if you look at this it's 50 percent of the country well yeah tonight it is um and i think i think one of the things that's really one of the things though that's been most interesting though i think I think a lot of people are voting against candidates tonight as opposed to voting for them. And yeah. they had no love for Hillary Clinton or Democratic platform for eight years now. I mean, they they, they dealt Obama a pretty nasty blow in, in the midterms in 2010. They gave another one two years ago. You know, yeah, he got back into office a couple of years ago, but that was that was some very intelligent use of analytics. And this is another piece we haven't talked about. Um, has the Republican has been the Republicans closing the analytics gap? And if you look at Romney and Obama head to head, and you're looking at just the pie that voted in 20, 2008, mm -hmm. Romney cut into that pie 14%. That's staggering, right? But 
but the Obama campaign said, well, if you're just going to eat part of my pie, I'm just going to bake a fucking bigger pie. And so they yeah. found and ID voters in places, um, especially like a Cuyahoga County, some of those Cleveland suburbs. They enrolled those people, got them out to vote, and it worked. And I think the Trump campaign intelligently co-opted that strategy and went to the unions and went to the Rust Belt. They said her union, she, she might lose unions. Yeah, right now, that's, that's, I can't even. I can't understand that. We're living in a world where where a Democratic candidate is going to lose fucking union because she stinks. That's and, why. But that's where he went. I, I was with was I was with a group of cops. I was with a group of cops uh, last week, and we were sitting around. And I was talking about Joni Ernst, and I'm like, who's that? I said, well, that's a, a Republican senator from Iowa. The Koch brothers picked her up from a state representative role and took her out to California to meet a bunch of donors. And the donors got behind her, and that the that money pushed her to the forefront of the Republican Party in Iowa. And now, if you and I, and this is my thought is if you had a Scott Walker or Jeb Bush going against, if you had Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio or Scott Walker going against um, Hillary Clinton, she would have been shortlist for VP pick. Um, now, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. And, I mean. The and, Democrats oh, real, do real, real quick, they, real quick, they um, they when, said they said specifically, real, real quick, they said specifically when I said, "Oh, Koch brothers," and looked at each other. I think those are the ones trying to take away our pensions, but they were solidly Republican, all of them. I was trying to trying to argue like some facts, and the facts were, I think, I think they 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 leaned uh, 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 away from conservatism. I was arguing some of the things they were discussing, and they were staunch conservatives, all of them. And to me, this cognitive cognitive dissonance that the people who are funding candidates on the conservative spectrum, or or some very conservative candidates along the spectrum, the Koch brothers, and and I know that there's there's funders on both sides, but that they are voting against their own self interest, and it and it blows my mind every time. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of it's it's just Joe Blow, you know, it's yeah. Joe Plummer, it's it's your lunch bucket Democrat. You, we used to call lunch bucket Democrats, you know, that you know they were part of fraternal orders or they were part of unions, and and the unions weren't just a means to get paid and protect their jobs, but they're like social circles, you know, and mm-hmm. and those have kind of well, union enrollment is up, participation is in the toilet, yeah. And and so I mean I think culturally we've seen a lot of that, um, you know. And it's interesting you you mentioned them basically you know cropping, recruiting, and grooming a candidate. That's happening in my state senate district. We had a kid, uh, Eric Lesser, literally 23 years old, mm-hmm. um, was an aide. He was an intern in the White House, and they sent him back here. And you know how much money he had in his coffers this, for his first election? He never run for public office in his life. 23. Ran to be a state senator, one of 40 seats in Massachusetts. A state senator? Not a state senator. Just a state senator. Wow. Um, imagine how much, guess how much money you have in the bank coming in that election. Just, just if you say big money, I don't know, $1.2 million. $1.8 million for a state for a Senate state role. Fucking Senate race. And he, he raised he raised like ten percent, not even ten percent of it in district. And Jeez. I was going through his fundraiser list, and it's like Aunt Jemima, housewife, you know, with two kids giving him like fucking max dollar donations. You know, uh, Barack Obama contributed personally to his campaign. Like 
you would not believe the names on his donor list. Like, fucking shocking. Like, mm -hmm. just, and, and that's happening at a local level. And they have, they have him pegged for bigger things. Richie Neal's starting to get long in the tooth in Congress here. He's been number two on the Ways and Means Committee and the House for a long time. Um, and, you know, they're, they're looking at him, you know, stepping down, and they're trying to groom a, a successor. You know, and it's, and it's blatantly obvious what, he, what they're doing. I mean, his whole campaign the last, you know, two to four years has been, you know, well, high-speed rail to Western Massachusetts, and that's been, like, the whole thing. He had this, like, very elaborate ad he was running in the district about all the things that he was doing and the Massachusetts State Senate was literally a bullet list of eight different ways that he could talk about high-speed rail together and, and like he's, he's just chilling up there like if there's a photo op with a foreign dignitary that's in the area or the Hall, basketball hall of fame induction because we have that here in Springfield is going on he's there and he's front and center He's not showing up to senior center. He's not showing up, you know, to local parades. That's where he's showing up, and it's crazy. And and we're seeing that now at, at, at even even the local levels. And you know, to me, it's just it's a it constant jockeying for it that edge in Congress. And and to me, it's you know, we, when you say state senate, you don't mean like you don't mean like. Massachusetts senator to the United States Congress. You mean like senator? Yeah, going to Boston. To wow, one point yeah. eight million dollars. Yeah. That's politics. And, and the state senate, mind you, that is that is thirty-seven Democrats, three Republicans. So, so. <laughs> what the fuck? So I gotta I gotta jump in here really quick. I know we're having a good conversation, but I'm looking at what we have left to report. Pennsylvania is incredibly close. It's ninety-seven point six percent reporting, and it the margin between them is staggering. It's Trump has forty-eight point six point two, and Hillary has forty-seven point eight two. But I'm looking at the rest to report: Arizona, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New Hampshire, Maine. Uh, it just it seems like we're going to get President Trump. Unless I'm just yeah. looking at this incorrectly. Yeah, the, the, the big, the big, the big thing right now, and and what we don't know, and, and God, I feel like such a douche saying this, but according to my sources, according and, to my uh, sources, I've got I've got friends, and I, I I can't I can't help myself. I'm always texting them on election night, and um, old habits die hard. And um, I knew she was fucked in Florida right about eight o'clock. They said, yeah. Broward's not in, and she's down about three, four percent, and she hasn't carried the margins that Obama did, you know, in those friendly districts, and that's going to make a difference. Yeah. And so there was a definite enthusiasm, enthusiasm problem. But that being said, there's some really interesting shit still on the board. Um, Sixty-five. This was an hour ago. Sixty-five percent of Detroit, inner city Detroit hasn't reported yet. Ooh, um, that's not good. And, yeah, and that's 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 a big that's, that's a, a big difference number. Yeah, and, and and you know the one thing I think, and Republicans always tell you know play it off as Democrats stuff in ballot boxes and finding dead bodies and occasionally that's true, but <laughs> yeah. the, the reality of it is is that when you have higher populations, you have more votes, and when you have more votes, it takes longer to count them. Um, and then it takes longer to certify them and summarily takes longer 
uh, to report them to the state secretary, the secretary of state, and get them approved. Yeah. So it happens in Virginia all the fucking time. It happened again tonight. It happened again tonight in Virginia, where the whole west side of the state came in overwhelmingly Trump and Republican, and everybody's talking upset. And then here comes Fairfax County and Alexandria, and you know the three or four counties that make up, you know. 65% of the voting population and boom, dead. This is just such you a know, contrast. To come behind. So I think when push comes to shove, she's got to carry Michigan. Okay. She already won Nevada, which is, which is really kind of a few, because I was worried about that being kind of a little bit of a wild card state. Yeah. I always bet on a state just flipping for the fuck of it every year. And, and that was the one that I kind of was just a little worried about. So she'll get, she'll get 16 from Michigan at the least. Um, Pennsylvania yeah. seems kind of close though you know the two that the two the three that are going to sign here's the other thing in new hampshire um southern new hampshire isn't done reporting yeah they only got 83 percent in that's 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 your 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 mass exodus that's everybody that fled massachusetts because they they hated liberal policies and taxes and then voted for democrats and they got new hampshire and as you said that literally literally as you were as you were saying that as you were saying that, she just took the lead in New Hampshire. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, she did. Like literally to the second you were saying that. So, I'm telling you, Buck, Hunter, you ought to be so. more a mainstay on our podcast. Like, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, we're talking about the big Dude, ideas, I man. You're the day to day operations for, guy. For <laughs> exactly. He used to he used to make pro wrestling analogies with Mitt Romney. It was it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best fucking guy you've ever met behind the scenes. By the way, I, if if you guys ever had a chance to meet him in person, you'd feel so terrible about everything you said about him four years ago. I know. He's I didn't the funny, riot, goofiest no. guy on the planet. I I watched the so after he lost, I watched that documentary uh, on Netflix, and it was one. Of, and and I told I've told that story. I don't know if you heard Hunter about him in in Reno at at Nogus. Speaking to a bunch of National Guard guys, I'm not, I won't tell it again because anybody who's listened to this has heard it twice already. There's only been five podcasts. But um, I watched, so I, I've seen him personally be very humanized, uh, very like genuine. And, I, and it was, uh, uh, I feel as though there were people around him that were saying that he had to act a certain way or say certain things oh, that came, came away and he, he didn't shine through. The way that I think he could have or should have, and when I watched his documentary, you could see like, like an un—I mean, it was edited, but you could see a a, a very um, personal view, uh, um, a very what's the word I'm looking for, Adam? It's not romantic. It's a it's like uh, a relationship word. A relationship word regarding being intimate, can, intimate, a very connected. Inti- a very intimate and connected view. Yeah, uh, I'm just not used to saying intimate with another man. <laughs> but you see a very intimate view into how Mitt Romney <laughs> operates, like his family, like how he op- how he behaves with his family, and you're like, you couldn't, you couldn't that that obviously the reason that they were doing it was so you would have a positive view of Mitt Romney afterwards. But like, you couldn't watch that and not feel that that was a good guy who ran for president. And to be honest, if it was, if it was Hillary V Romney right now, I probably would have voted for Romney. But if we go back, if we go back to 2000, uh, 2012, um, and it was Romney and, uh, uh, Obama, 
and we had this, I'd be like, oh, well, Obama didn't win. Let's see what Romney's going to do, right? I wouldn't be upset about it, really. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I, I this I'm I'm upset about. Like I I I feel as though this man is going to this party, this group of people, is going to have zero checks and balances, including a Supreme Court, for any you know. Obviously, if there's something that they want to just take take people out and shoot them, you know, the Supreme Court's going to rule that unconstitutional. I have that faith in them. Yeah, but. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I really I, I'm. I, I think the Supreme Court is going to play a bigger role in the next two to four years of, of government than it ever has. Um, and I think you're going to be surprised. Uh, there, there's so many guys. I mean, John Roberts jumped off the ship on Obamacare. Fucking, you know, Alito's hopped off the wagon on occasion. Like, these guys don't, you know, with the exception of really, for years, Ginsburg and Scalia, you really couldn't count, absolutely count on anybody. And, um, you know, so I don't know. I think they're going to play a substantial role. I think it's a little bit more of a check than, than, than people are realizing. Um, just another thing, too, I was just watching CNN pick at their stupid monitor more than they should, as usual. <laughs> and Pittsburgh also only has 20% of their vote on that. Oh, is that right? So then, That's a difference. They keep fingering Philadelphia. And I'm like, well, what about Pittsburgh? <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's fucking gray on the map, and at least talking about Pittsburgh. And I haven't talked to anybody about Pittsburgh. Dude, yet. look at the, if you're that, watching CNN not, right now, there's this sea of, like, make America great again red hats at the Trump oh, headquarters. Hats, I'm sorry. That's the one thing I'm just gonna give. I'm gonna. It's just. It's a weird. It's a weird contrast, though. It's like. It's like this very like like both camps are a little somber. Like there was a little excitement in the Trump camp. Yeah. You and then they went to Hillary's and it was very somber. And now now both are kind of like. Like it looks like it looks like on the Trump rally. What the fuck? You've got the Trump rally. Too early to call. In Alaska? Yeah, they said Alaska's too early to call. Wow. What the. In the Trump rally, it looks like a bunch of people gave away free signed Make America Great Again hats. And at the Clinton rally, it looks like somebody took away their granola and patchouli. <laughs> like it just it's just a sad view. Like a bunch of hipsters that they they took their horn rim glasses off and they just rubbing their face. So many smashed iPhones all over the place. Right, right. Somebody <laughs> smashed <laughs> iPhones. I don't know if it's all over the place. People are ready to hang themselves. I don't need these podcasts anymore. The, so with this last be- like do you feel like I'm feeling a little bit how Mitt Romney must have felt. You know, like that camp where you're like the inevitable's coming down. And you're looking at the numbers going, but there's a way. And here's Jeffrey fucking Lord. I can't stand oh. that guy. But you I have, know, he's a tool. But, but I'm here looking at these numbers, and I'm like, well, there's, there's a mathematical there's a mathematical way that this could happen, but it doesn't look super-duper likely, you know? Well, here's the thing, though. I always get really cautious because these late-night surprises and these urban uh-huh. I'm not trying to pull hope into anything where it is. It's the reality. Yeah. And... If if she can if she can pull reasonably well there, those are all gaps she can close in those places. The one state I'm kind of interested to see a little bit. I don't know if the polling is there, but it's going to be Arizona because yeah. uh, of the gargantuan Mexican population down there. I'm pessimistic about it. Um, they, they've only reported sixty nine percent so far, and and Trump's leading with forty nine point three five percent. But yeah, there's still a lot to go there. That's 
I mean, there's just, and that's the thing. Once you gotta always kind of hold off on those God, urban communities, especially now because I feel like that's that's the, that's the other thing. Not not only is it the authenticity and authenticity thing, it's it's suburban and rural. Yeah, urban, suburban, and versus rural. Just when you thought this and was starting to fucking wind but, down, too, man, it just keeps. This is just is just gonna keep going and going and. Well, I kept, so I kept pleading on that. I'm like, just fucking wait on these municipalities. Like, uh-huh. that's not, you it's know, not you got to understand, deal. CNN's making money off of this shit. No so shit they are. they're going to try to make it as dramatic yeah. as possible. They're making a lot of I think, money off this. I think too many people forget that all this while, for the last, what, 24 months? 18, we'll be generous and just say 18 months. These news outlets have been raking it in. Like the, raking it in. He's rep- is just straight money. Anything on him is just straight money for advertising. It's bad. Um, uh, looks like the Hillary cloud's starting to get pretty fucking. Yeah, they're getting uh, a little excited like, about something, and I'm not sure if they're just if it's clapping. But that's the other thing in Wisconsin that I actually know Wisconsin very well. My, my team's owner is from Wisconsin. Um, his wife is a huge Clintonista. He's a big. He's your what? Just frothing. Hunter's, Hunter's broke, a vice. Broke. Hunter, tell him what you do, because Sean needs reference. I'm general manager of a, of a baseball team. So, oh no, um, that's what I do for a living. So, but he's from Wisconsin, so it's interesting getting to know his old league where he made a lot of money. I've gotten into mm-hmm. some of those markets, and people out there, and there's some. There's still communities. Al Claire, the big Democratic bastion, not reported yet. You know, Milwaukee's still only about 70%. She can still close some gaps there. Like, there's these rural, urban communities that, that Obama did very, 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 very well in that aren't there. So I'm kind of, you know, I, I do, I think, when push comes to shove, Trump's road looks much easier right now, you bet. Um, Man. But he's also got just this little margin for error she does right now. Mm. I mean, Michigan falls, and then let's say Arizona flips. Or, or New Hampshire goes down. There's a scenario right now, it's just looking at it, yeah. where if if he does win Arizona, and she, she wins Maine and and New Hampshire, and she carries Michigan, which I think she ultimately is going to, and he wins Wisconsin, I think they're fucking tied. Yeah, that we could be seeing a potential tie here. Like For a while there, it was looking like he was going to run away with it, but with all these precincts still coming in, I don't know, man. This could be this could be. <laughs> now, Hunter, what happens if they so? What happens if they end up having if, if something has to go to Supreme Court? Do they just have to vote on it for like vote on it with eight people? Well, we don't have somebody. We don't have the full vote, do we? I fuck. Man. Yeah, we don't. That's the we other. Have issue. a tiebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> we got an open seat. <sighs> man. So I think what happens is it goes to the House four, Representative. Four more years of President Obama is what happens. Yeah, it's, more, it's four go, more years. Never mind. It's going, never mind. <laughs> four more years. <laughs> four four more years. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm just trying to like, and after this, like, this is a kind of a cataclysm for the next two years, either way it goes. So let's just hypothetically say that Hillary Clinton wins this. She's going to get nothing done. Nothing. I think she doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. How quickly before the Freedom Caucus starts impeachment trials? Yeah, yeah. How quick before the impeachment? And then, and then, and then after scaring the fuck out of her party. Oh yeah. Appointments. Yeah. Disaster. It's not going to go well. Um, So it might be to her benefit to lose. 
she's going she, no. that is going to be a an admit that is going to be a, a she's got an uphill fight. battle. Yeah. The, the only thing she'll be able to say if she wins for the next eight next four years, she'll just be able to go. Well, at least I was able to veto all the stuff that they did. All that that's your Hillary voice. That's the veto. She's no, <laughs> I can't like. I like that southern accent she gave her. I get to veto. Oh. She sounds like a robot. Just start talking like Trump, a robot. Trunkle down economic. Trunkle, trunkle right. down. Right. I even saw that and I was like, shut the fuck up. Trunkle down. Trump up, trunkle down. Well, we're about to... Uh, <laughs> and you know, they, they spent an hour on that shit. Oh, dude. I have no like, doubt. Teams of fucking idiots sitting around trying to do it. Like, how can we act like we're human beings? Right. So we're about to <laughs> expire on Facebook Live. We did. We, this is our our part two, and we still don't know who the fucking president is yet. So, um, well. I don't know what you want to do. If you want to make a mercy call here and just whatever you want to do, it's up to you. Uh, I'll sit here and wait it out if you want to. But we got. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know what more I have to add to the discourse. I don't know either. Really, At this point, it's, we're just waiting for the results. We're just sitting around so. waiting. Maybe we'll do everybody. That's, I think, what everybody can can take away is the more we know, the more we have no idea. We have more exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much the only way the, to uh, to put it. The best thing we have, like at least we get to do it together. Yeah. At least we get to go down <laughs> in least, flames together. At least we're all together. For like, this. We're all sitting around. The whole moderate center is falling into a pit of flames. <laughs> right, and I th- I feel like like and Hunter, I feel like a huge amount of the population is just like, I wish I could vote for somebody other than these two assholes. So yeah. he just you took know, uh, like, he took Utah, according to although they've had that. Yeah, we've known that he yeah. had like fucking fuck, CNN man. Fuck, fuck CNN tonight, man. They're slow. They are, this is the slowest. Are they just really? Are they like, being extra careful? Like or? molasses in James. Yeah, January. they fucking stink right now. They're they're not good tonight. They're Evan McMullen got more votes than her. Been, and Wolf Blitzer. He's been panicking all like a garbage bag of cocaine before he got on the air. <laughs> He's a garbage bag of cocaine. He's so excited about everything. He's like, oh my god, there might be something happening tonight. I, I think. Don't know. Are you seeing something happening? Shut the it's fuck up. Like we get it. We can see it. All right, Hunter, we got to bail because uh, we're about to expire in Facebook Good. Live. But thanks uh, for calling and giving some uh, some fun conversation reference, sir. As always. Yeah. Good talking, to you, Hunter. All right, down the ship, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Otterman. All right, uh, so we're about to expire, so we're going to jump out of here. I guess there's nothing much else we can add here. I mean, we'll... Other than inane commentary. Yeah, so uh, we'll uh, we'll be watching the results as everybody Maybe, else You know is. what? Maybe we ought to do a podcast, like... Afterwards, after we find out who wins. Afterwards, like next week. Yeah, we could do something like that. Maybe not next week. I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll do, figure. We'll figure. We got to do more podcasts, like, especially now if we're gonna have Donald Trump. Yeah, no, fuck. Like, we'll have plenty. We'll of have a little bit of catharsis to <laughs> educate people if they ever choose, if he ever allows uh, uh, iTunes to carry political podcasts. So don't start with exactly. All hail the great savior, DT. DT. Goose just said Clinton took Maine, so that just closed officially. So she's oh, goody gumdrops. She's up to two eighteen from two fifteen earlier. I think. That's I wish I could say something like "suck it," but. That's not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. gloat. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get together. We'll brainstorm and come back with another podcast at you with some thoughts. So uh, keep watching, and uh, we'll uh, we'll find out with you. All right, Dan. And always, as always, as always, think for yourself. Exactly. All right, everybody. Peace out.